Okay, so now we just need an intro. Uh, something like... Friendly sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. The friendliest sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. That's it. Ah, all right, cool. Let's start the show. Yep. Absolutely. Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast, the podcast where we decide if we're pronouncing Nangwa correctly <laughs> or not. <laughs> our friends know Nangwa. Um, I think it, I think that's uh, accurate. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's accurate and it's accurate of a description of you because one time you went outside in Los Angeles's hot, hot weather um, and you wore t-shirts a lot. And one day you were out all day. It was a universal. And Juice would, yeah. And Juice would um, oftentimes at our apartment, take off his shirt and um, I'm usually and be walking. Shirtless. Yeah. Yeah. And he'd be walking around shirtless and his head was so orange. And uh, my ex-girlfriend said that he looked like a pumpkin head. And she said that um, it was on the back of a fortune cookie. And we found out it was Nangwa. So we called him Nangwa. I feel like there should have been more words in that story. Like, I feel like you missed a few things. A, the me being outside was because I worked at Universal. It was a, it's a theme park, Universal Studios. And I was outside directing traffic for the ticket booths. And that's why. And they have like the polos, like when you unbutton the polo all the way, you have that sort of like V-shape, like it's a V-neck for some reason. So yeah, I have our orange face and an orange V on my yeah. fucking like upper chest, like right below my neck and my, and my neck incidentally. And that day, the day that I uh, was outside at Universal is the day that you guys ordered Panda and got that fortune. So you're literally opening the fortune. She's reading it, sees me and goes, Nangwa. Nangwa. And there oh he is. Gosh. And that's our stories. We're going to talk about the stories time. from 318. Yeah. Stories from 318. Uh, like how during the fucking initial part of the pandemic lockdown, uh, when I used to tell LA stories on FWM, it was like something yeah. weird that was only for me that that, that really was only for you well i, I mean i remember listening so, to those stories so those I was, were, it was those were for like you and like our friends that know and like um i told a story about our friend um angelita one time and mm -hmm. she was like oh my gosh i'll listen to it and then hasn't talked to me since i think she's upset <laughs> yeah well i mean at the end of the day it was a good story so what are you gonna do you yeah, gotta let people's feelings get in the way of a good story absolutely not absolutely not when have i ever and, done that yeah, we're and we're not. Um, we were just talking before we started. We say we're not going to have any banter this morning, but I was literally going to say, Guess that what? Thing. This morning, and I'm sorry, this morning, what time is it? Drunk, so drunk. Are you? No, no, dude. Oh. You saw me with a Capri Sun, everybody. Oh, I, I don't know. I thought this we podcast is down. sponsored officially by Capri Sun. I'm having a uh, way for, for the patrons. I am, uh, oh. I'm drinking kombucha just because oh. I fucking ate a shit ton of food, which we will get to later. Mm. I, I was telling Leah, I was like, I don't want to banter because what we'd be bantering about is just talking about my fucking birthday, probably. His celebrations. That in the forum. So let's get into yep. it then. And let's now dive right into the fights. Leo, what's the prelim that you want to talk about? Hey, let's talk about that first fight on the card. Um, it was great. Actually, 
Um, yeah. Just to kind of preface everything, um, the first fight on the prelims was amazing, and the first fight on the main card was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. So we're we're gonna get to that later. But uh, bookend um, with bangers. Um, it's weird. Um, you know, I, I mean, a lot of people, like I said, with heavyweight fights, they they talk about how they can be sloppy and whatnot. But this one was pretty technical and fast paced. Yeah. These these heavyweights that are that are starting to show up um, more and more, they're moving a lot quicker than the older heavyweights used to. And this fight was pretty much amazing um, all the way up until that, that, uh, that sweet, sweet knockout. I mean, it's, I don't know how to explain it. Like with UFC specifically, like I just, the big guys are doing it for me now. I'm getting a chubby right? for the big guys now. They're doing a great job. They're doing a great job. Rhino will be uh, they're excited. I mean, they're, they're, the fights are just getting more exciting. The heavyweight fights are becoming more exciting. The heavyweight division is not yes. like, a, you know, um, you it's know, slang and bang. Yeah, it's becoming yeah, becoming exciting, becoming fast-paced, becoming, you know, um, skilled and, and, and great. And, um, wow, because for some reason, the names of the fighters are escaping me, and I don't uh, know why. Rodrigo Nascimento versus... Alain Bordeaux. I'm not so good at the French names, so it, that's the okay. Second one was I, I bet on Bordeaux and um and I lost, but that's okay because uh, he got knocked out. Well, you literally uh, bet or you made your picks. You mean like, no, for, like, I made sorry, I made my picks. Yeah, I, I don't like, have any money, so yeah, those are degenerate I mean, guys. <laughs> don't don't think he's a fucking <laughs> yeah. Also, when we're gonna pick next week's fight card, yeah, don't don't bet on my picks either. Yeah uh i did okay this this fight card and i actually terrible i want the one of reasons i uh wanted to pick the next prelim is because of my picks but um did you have any more thoughts on the heavyweight fight no i'm just like i said i'm I'm happy with the heavyweight where the new contenders are coming into the heavyweight division and where it's going to push that pace i can't wait to see what the the layout of the land is going to look out next look like next year um yeah yeah I, i i agree so much and it's it's like I feel like we usually pretty pretty much agree on on certain things, but it's it's rare that we have almost the exact same take. Like everything you just said is everything I wanted to say, and like sometimes like we'll be texting when I'm uh, doing my prep on Sundays to like get the show ready. I'll ask Leo what prelim he wants to talk about. For the most part, we have different ones in mind, or like I'm not sure, so I'll like at least want to rule one out, and then I'll pick mine after that. I wanted to pick this one because I was I was. Uh, uh, I actually went out last uh, last night for my birthday and uh, I didn't think they were going to have the fights on. So I was like, I'm missing the prelims, but they did, uh, except for there was no sound. And I was watching this fight. This is when like the night just started. So I wasn't that drunk yet. And uh, I was able to kind of like watch this a little bit, but then I tuned out and then I rewatched it this morning. I was like, yes, dude, this is the fucking fight. But when you said it was your pick, I was like, oh shit, I have to pick something else. So uh, I just want to echo everything you just said. Uh, about it and then i also wanted to pivot to my fight which is um, i want to talk about khalid taha versus sergey morozov so uh i i think the bantamweight division is becoming like almost like i don't want to say it's the marquee division of the uc i feel like like that's a trope that like and, and like a cliche that a lot of broadcasters say and things like that but it's becoming one of the more deep divisions talent wise it's not the most deep or division name wise like, i think people kind of confuse the things sometimes and there's like a lot of mma hipsters that say like everyone talks about lightweight but bantamweight's really where it's at but like bantamweight kind of is right now like it's it's getting there and um i have seen a few of Kalitaha's fights 
and he's a he's a banger and i was like dude this guy's awesome and when he, he was like matched up with sergey i was like i tend to just pick the guy i know and and all, all the times i do know both guys but in this case i didn't know sergey but quick shout out i was listening to tim talk over the scraptitude um podcast um the only tim timothy lewis will do like his own thing and he's like a big uh number and uh, numbers and, and analytics guy stats and things like that and he'll do breakdowns based on that and he made a strong case for sergey and i was like that's it and like you know my thing is like i pick with my heart i don't really give a fuck about numbers and things like that but i enjoy his breakdown of it um uh and I, in this case, I wasn't invested. So I was able to just kind of basically switch my pick based on hearing that new information. And it paid off, dude, like not paid literally, like I don't bet on fights, but like it paid off for, for like justification and for me being in this uh, pick'em league that we're, that we're in. Mm. Uh, and Morozov put it on him. And I was thinking that as he was doing his interview, because um, he's from Kazakhstan and this other guy that just got in the UFC, Shuck, Shuck. Rachman, Shakdat Rachmanov. I'm probably getting that right, but he uh, he beat the fuck out of uh, Michelle Perzerich, I believe, recently, and then he he smoked the guy in his debut as well. I feel like Kazakhstan is getting on the map now, and so it's, nice. it's, it's really exciting. And it was it was it was funny, not funny, but like it was interesting too this fight because it looked like Khalid Daha was having some success in the striking and then clearly was the more polished striker. But then Sergey was like taking him down. And then somehow like midway through the second round, Sergey was kind of getting the better of the striking exchanges as well. He was landing that left hook and it was, it was a really exciting fight. Uh, I did want to give an honorable mention to uh, Amanda Lemos versus Monserrat Ruiz. Um, I can't remember. Oh no. Yes. Yeah, someone did ask about this fight. Well, they asked about specifically the interview um, in, in the forum, <laughs> but uh I want to say it didn't like piss me off too much, but I thought the stoppage was early. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. It was, it was because um, Tyone was she recovered. Yeah, Chris Tyone ain't shit, dude. By the way, well, Tyone's uh, was paying attention to um, uh, Lemon, not um, not Lemosh, Lemosh, Lemon, Lemon. Limos, Limos. I mean, Limons. <laughs> Either way, no mames way. Anyway, um, Chris Tony had a lemon in his hand. Yeah, no, he was just paying attention too much to her. That was the problem, um, because it was a, it was obviously he was a kind flash of celebrating knockdown. a little early as well because she saw him right, but I mean, over. But I mean, it was it was a flash knockdown, and then he was trying to get her to get off, and his momentum kept pushing him towards her, so he was falling towards her, trying to stop it. That's when she popped up right behind him and was ready to go. That's why. So um, if you watch it again, it, it just looks, um, it does look a little premature. But with that being said, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I would have still given it to Lemos. I think Lemos would have, would have right. pieced her up. Like, like the, yeah. the first few exchanges, I was like, she's faster already at this point, like way faster. Um, and uh, and just looked a lot more technical. Was was piecing her up. Was landing clean hits right before that stuff. So I thought that if it wouldn't have been then, it would have been relatively within the first. It definitely probably still would have been within the first round. Right. Yeah. It's one of the like. Here's what I wanted to say about it. Is like it's, it's very similar to the uh, Sean O'Malley Chris Moutinho fight. Like, yes, you could say it was an early stoppage, but do I think that that would have made a difference? Nah. Like at the end of yeah. the day, I, I think 
Amanda Lemos was was showing that she was the superior fighter. I mean, it was early, so it's kind of hard to say that. And if if you're camp, I was right. thinking about this, like if you're in her camp, if you're Montserrat's team, you want to protest that stoppage. It usually doesn't get anywhere, but it's for precedent. I feel um, it kind of reminded me. It was very reminiscent of um, Uriah Hall versus Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson hits Uriah Hall with a big left hand. Uriah goes down. Herb Dean stops it immediately, but in the process of him waving it off, Uriah Hall pops back up and he's like, hey, what the fuck? But Herb Dean was like, mm, you were out. And it's like kind of like it's same energy, like with this one a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, that that's it for prelims. We want to move kind of quickly because we got a lot to cover. This Dang. fucking main card, dude. Absolute banger of a fight between Billy Quarantillo versus uh, Gabriel Benitez. And it's always different for me when I watch it uh, after the fact, because after the fight or uh, like, I, I was kind of like checking Twitter throughout the night and then like in the morning and stuff, people were talking about how amazing Billy Quarantillo is. And I was like, okay. Uh, so when he was close to getting the finish, like he was so close to getting the finish every round that when it was the first round, I was like, Oh, does he end in the first round? And then when the second round came, I was like, Oh my God, is this second round stoppage. Like I'm going to give credit to, to Gabriel Benitez for being just so fucking tough. Yeah, he 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 really stood in there. I mean, but it was a banger of a fight from both sides. I mean, I, I um, there was a couple of times where, where Gabriel um, rocked Billy a couple of times in the second round. Um, well, yeah, he knocked like, him down at one point. Yeah, and I was like, okay, like this is this is good stuff. But um, yeah, but Billy just bit down on his mouthpiece and just um, and just bit through his mouthpiece, and then he ended up swallowing his mouthpiece. Bro, they're getting a little disrespectful on the commentary team too because they're they were talking about how um, Billy Q has his um, honeymoon next week, oh, and yeah. Gabriel's face was getting fucked up. Be like, good thing his honeymoon's out next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, they did the, the when the when the dick kick happened. Um, they had the doctor come in to look at his eye, and literally, like right after that, into the third round. I mean, Billy just hit it like three more times, and that thing was like really, really swollen shut. Um, and I just remember thinking that they, the doctor should have maybe looked at his, uh, dick. Yeah. <laughs> if it, if it yeah. was too small for him to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if that Is was, that yeah. where you were going to go? Social PP. No, no. When you, when you referenced the dick, you reminded me of something I wanted to say about the heavyweight fight, the Nascimento versus Alain Boudot. There was one moment and I, I was, I was, talk, I was watching these with Kate and I was like saying like how, how fucking it gets me every time this happens. He threw a kick and, and obviously it wasn't intentional but it clearly connected with his, it wasn't even like glancing or whatever. It was like flush on the dick. And as soon as he reacted that way in the ref stops it, Nassimento goes, what? Like, he's like, he's like, I was like shrugging, like what's going on? I was like, like he's got a penis. Come there? on, bro. <laughs> you oh, like you in the dick. Like, oh, like he's got a penis there. You mean to tell me that motherfucker has a penis? I didn't know. You mean to tell me there's computers in Brazil? I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> you mean to tell me that Frenchmen have penises? I didn't know that. I didn't know. All right, I'll go to my corner, but I guess I don't know what we're stopping the fight for right now. Okay. Anyways, I'll kick him uh, in the dick again. I don't care. I th- you just I, said you'll kick him I, in the dick. I want to see medical evidence of that because I don't think that's true, but okay. <laughs> yeah, pull your pants down. Let's see it. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Let's see the French tip Riviera. <laughs> All right. Let's keep going. But yeah. Uh, anyways, good job on Billy Q. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, Bill, Billy Q is amazing. And, and um, we were talking in the um, the group chat how good he was. And I was like, I was thinking how his last loss, I think it was his last loss, was to Gavin Tucker. And I thought Gavin Tucker looked 
excellent in that fight. And I was like, well, how good is Kevin Tucker then? And it's this, it's such a trope in MMA that I hate, but I fall victim to it as a fan sometimes a lot, which is like, you're only as good as your last one. Like Billy Q just had this amazing banger of a fight, and then Gavin Tucker got knocked out in 22 seconds by Dan Ige. So it's like, ah, like you know how like people's careers can sometimes take a different trajectory, and it's so weird. But um, yeah, you never know what's gonna, you know, you never know what's gonna happen to someone if they're gonna go on a five fight skid, <laughs> or um, you know, I mean, it's true. You really don't. You you don't know, you know, how many losses are gonna Is add about- up. Jeremy Stevens, or of course, that was yeah. about little heathen Stevens, little little heathen push people away in Stevens, yeah, push push people and make them, uh, you know, give them whiplash and and then tell them that they were misbehaving and they were the ones that were acting terribly. That's good, yeah, it's the Kimura, anyway. Why did um, no one make that Eric Andre Hannibal Burris meme of like Jeremy yeah. Stevens pushing him but shooting, shooting him? Yeah, why, why would Drakkar Close do that? Do that. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, speaking of the next fight, um, th- it was, t- I mean, it, great. Oh, listen, we're doing two segues. We're doing another segue. Okay. Say, I'm doing a segue into to Jeremy Stevens. Jeremy and Stevens another and fight in yeah. between, bro. With that, with that being said, um, the, uh, Rudolfo, um, Rudolfo Vieira and Dustin Stoltfuss, Stoltfuss. Stoltzfus, um was good. Was good too. It was yeah. a it was a banger of a fucking and then dude, and I mean Hudolfo. Yeah, dude, Hudolfo looked like a fucking just a big, like crazy gorilla on top of him when he climbed up there. I was oh like, oh God. shit. His, his, that guard was really high. Like he was like uh, right above the fence, grabbed it, and then dude, I mean, you got the you got the pushback and the pull-up. He's tapping. He, he did a palm to palm. He did the he did the gable grip. He did the oh yeah. Palm-to-palm. As they're as they're falling, he's tapping and oh, man, oh, that was the, but dude. The slow-mo replay was like cinematic. He was like falling. Oh no, tap. Yeah, all tap, the next yeah, yeah. to be in. Tap tap. Yeah, tap, tap, tap yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but but throughout the whole thing, they were both they were both banging like hard with each other. They were they were throwing some really big strikes and um. I thought it was, I thought it was a really, I mean, when I saw the Billy Q and uh, Gabriel Benitez fight, I was like, okay, like this is, I can't wait for more of this violence. And Hudolfo and um, Dustin, like pretty much just gave us a very similar, right. like version of that fight. Um, but it's that, nice yeah, that when the, was... the second fight delivers too, because sometimes it's like, oh, that's a topic to follow. Like sometimes it, uh, 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 you'll have an amazing banger of a fight and then it'll be like a mid fight which looks bad by comparison I said well that mm-hmm. wasn't bad it was just mid but it was following no this was like a continuation like you said and I was thinking how uh, Hodolfo really shit the bed last time and gassed hard and it was like wow dude you got submitted by a purple belt like your nickname is the black belt hunter. hunter so just don't just i know change it. maybe maybe but, just be the you know what just be the belt hunter right just but, get people's belts yeah but but honestly when i when i made my picks i was like okay man i don't want to be i don't want to be one of those fickle fans like i'm giving you another chance i'm still having the faith and then he didn't let me down because yeah. not only that he was he was throwing his striking looked good he mm-hmm. he was landing some takedowns too, and and he, I mean, they both looked kind of tired in the third round, but he didn't like gas to where it was a problem, and he yeah. attacked that Renekton joke. I've said it before, like I'm a sucker for aggressive jujitsu because I, oh. I, I I do love how it's about like you know it's the gentle art and like, finesse and how you can like you know 
get get something where it doesn't really hurt them but he but he's like no i'm gonna fucking force the submission like when fucking brian kelleher uh slapped a guillotine on ode osborne by just like pushing him against the fence and like forcing the guillotine i was like yeah dude yeah so hudolfo's cool. yeah hudolfo's was great like it was yeah it was, he just strangled him yeah, yeah he really did strangle yeah he, re- he really did and then i mean uh speaking of a just a proper just aggressiveness let's move on to the next fight oh, oh. boy Mataos it's not like he had time <laughs> it's not I like I, you know what i still would i still would have called out connor even if in my loss He's like nursing his arm from the more like McNuggets, where you at? <laughs> yeah, this is who the fuck oh, I am. Amazing. Dude, we gotta ask the staff at the hospital. I wonder if he's like getting checked out. He's like in the x-ray machine. He's like, yo, Connor, your mom knows who the fuck. <laughs> yeah, just so late. I, uh, I mean, we sh- we can't really rely on him because, like you said, you know, it was a year and a half later when he was like, Your mom knows who I am. Like, yeah, that's- yeah, exactly. I mean, and and that kind of segues into the fact that of a, just a terrible loss that he just had because it was <laughs> yeah he's taking L's left right and center <laughs> yeah yeah he, he yeah and, and I, I was thinking about uh, something that Chad Dundas said on the well actually I don't think it was on the comment event I think it was when he was a uh, uh, a guest on Fernando's podcast uh, best camp of my life he was saying how he's like I learned early on watching the UFC how they can spin something uh, where he was like. He's won two out of his last five versus he's on a three fight losing streak. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. showed, they pulled up a stat at the, at the very start of the fight where there was like creeping up on that most fights in UFC history list. Like he's yep. number three or four. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey man, he's also got the record for the most L's in UFC history. Yeah, Pull up I mean, that stat. Yeah, well, they had it. And I remember thinking to myself, I was like, man, he really lost a lot. <laughs> I just remember thinking that. And I was like, oh, well, I hope he's probably not going to win tonight. And and they didn't. He's also fighting a fucking 18-1 Polish killer. Like, my God, yeah. dude. And just and, it was, and, Jer- and, Jer- and Jeremy was heading for, uh, trying to head for a Kimura. A Kim- yeah. A Kimura. It, it was... It was- <laughs> It's one of those things that, uh, and, and I don't claim to like be proficient in jujitsu, but I know with certain submissions, sometimes the best defense for one is also attacking it. Like, uh, what, like specifically with heel hooks or, or leg locks in general, like sometimes when you want to defend one, you just grab for it as well. And then it becomes like, who's going to let go first. And then you both end up letting go. And that's kind of what we saw. With, like, I, I know when, uh, like GSP versus Hendricks, I saw a Gracie breakdown on this and they were saying how, uh, Johnny had him up against the fence and started grabbing a Kimura, which surprised GSP. So he went for a Kimura of his own and then it kind of like reversed it and broke away. Like that's kind of what happened where like the Kimura that Jeremy Stevens had was a defensive one where he was like trying to use it to sweep, which that, that I do know is a thing. Cause that's literally one of the only things we learned in that um, private jujitsu class we took was the right. Kimura sweep. Um, he was trying to do the Kimura sweep and Mataush was like, Oh, sorry, bro. I got my own, actually. It was like, I see your Kimura, and I raise it a better one. I raise my own Kimura that's going to actually go through and hurt yeah. you, and you're going to tap immediately. Is, is so this fast. a Kimura a measuring contest? Yeah. Put yours on the table? I'll put mine on the table. Yeah, well, Gamrod put it on the table and got him out, got Jeremy Stevens yeah. out of there. And Jeremy Stevens, you know what, to be honest with you, can't tell you, didn't even look surprised. 
like, well. He's normalized losing at this point. He's like, oh, fuck, <laughs> call me slipping. Yeah, well, okay. I'll be yeah. back in here in six months. You All see. right. Yo, Dana, Sean Joey, give me another fight. <laughs> yeah, any, anyone. Who you want next? Yeah, just anyone. I'll, that's, I'll sign somebody. Yeah, let me, <laughs> sign somebody and I'll fight them. Let me find a, yeah, let me find a debutante. I don't, yeah. <laughs> you, you got a cousin? Yeah. <laughs> Put him in there against Jeremy Stevens. Put him in there. I'll beat him. We've talked so much about the loser of this fight. We haven't even big up the winner. Uh, Good job, Matoyas. Actually, Matoyas. when I was thinking about making my pick for this fight, this is how like bad it is that uh, about when I made my pick, like I didn't even realize this fight was a lightweight. Like, of course, he's, he was going to be undersized, even though, as they said, he's probably had more success in lightweight. Well, I mean, that's not true. He's definitely got more like there was a point where he was ranked. I, I want to say he Jeremy was like ranked number three in the world at featherweight. Um he had gotten like a huge step up in competition and, and, and passed it for a while and put a nice little streak together, but then he kind of fell back again. But as far as like marquee wins, like he knocked out RDA at 155, Jeremy Stevens. Mm, yeah. Like Jeremy yeah. Stevens had just been around so long that he's got some crazy good wins. Uh, and just they have not been so aging many well. Losses. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so many losses. Well, All right. Anyways, good on on Gamrot. Congratulations! I can't wait to see what's next for him. Yeah, hopefully a tougher opponent. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Regardless of this, like that guy's going to be a problem at one fifty five. So, one hundred percent. Now, to our co-main event of the mm. evening, which involves someone that has nudes near, out there, which near and dear to my heart. Listen, at the end of the day, Misha Tate is very attractive, very attractive lady, and there's a lot of UFC um, women that are very attractive as well. This is my hot take on this thing. Guys. Uh, hot take. My hottest take. Guys, it's actually not that hot. Until Amanda leaves, Misha's not doing dick. Anyways, uh, yeah. but with that it's being said. That's a fucking. Yeah. With that being said, she did look good last night. Yeah. Not, not great. Not you know, we're not talking high volume anything out there, but you know, good ground game, good um defense, good um uh you know, ground control, all that stuff was was great for her. But it just felt it definitely felt like a fight that she's like slowly getting back into. Um and now, you know, and and with um Marianne Renault retiring last last night as well, putting her gloves down. Uh, in the octagon, uh, saying that that's her last fight. I mean, I didn't even see, but like you know, Marion Renault, like forty six years old. Like, huh? Like, what are you talking this about? Forty four. Is... Uh, well, if I got it wrong, I'm sorry, but I don't think that's so. okay. Because Ran- Randy Couture is forty six when he had his last fight in the UFC, I think, and I th- and I think that's the record. Um, I also could be just pulling that out of my ass but i usually i mean it's yeah, have some sort of pretty good, about pretty good about it um oh yeah she's 44 you're right yeah but i but i wanted to say um this doesn't really tell me anything like if misha had lost yeah. to marion that would have told us something like mm, maybe you're not ready or uh-huh. or we could have said like oh it was ring rust like there would have been more questions right now i feel like there's a there's different kind of questions like it's not anything and, and i apparently she wants to to rematch holly or, or that holly wants to rematch her 
I don't hate that at all. Um, I don't, but at the same time, I, I, I think that, that the fight goes very dirty. I think Holly's. Yeah. Holly's much... state on the fence has, has gotten way better. And what I wanted yeah. to say uh, earlier before is that this pretty much looked like the same Misha, like prime mm-hmm. Misha. So if anything, what this told me was despite being gone five years, WMA hasn't really progressed that much in terms of new techniques or, or what have you, or is it enough that you, and, and I had said in my, in my, pre, in my breakdown of making my picks that like, you know, yeah, she's kind of been training, but they also kind of saw on the broadcast that maybe she hasn't been. So I don't, I don't know if that was just me have wishful thinking as a fan. No, I think, I think you have to, I think you have to look at other fighters. I think, I think that's just kind of Misha Tate and like in a bubble, I think is what yeah. that is. Cause I think the progression of women's MMA has, has come so far because you have such a dominant champion like um, Amanda Nunes and you have um, well, entertaining fighters. Like, you know, that was the champion when she left. That's who, that's who took her belt. Right. But what I'm saying is, is like, there have like, what's, what else is in the top 15 is still, there's a reason why they're there. Like there's a yeah. very high chance that we're having a situation where Misha Tate's like, I'm running for the belt. And it's like, well, you're not going to get there. Cause the top five are killers. They're they're. It's not yeah. the top two. It's not the top two women that are killers. It's the top five. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing, the triangle that happened whenever she got out, uh, not the triangle. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, Rhonda, Holly and her, and then Amanda moving on um, that, that whole roundabout that happened, um, you know, it was like, it was either this this woman or this woman. Now, the people that can beat Misha Tate, the number is probably a lot higher. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's, it's probably within the the six. No, you know? new, new blood has gotten for sure. But i i was I was kind of speaking to the effect of like the evolution of the game itself, of like techniques and things like that. And but but again, this is also like what I what I meant when I was saying this doesn't really tell me much because Mary Renault is forty four years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely doesn't tell us anything because she's definitely forty-four years old, and Misha Tate looked uh, it, like I said, it was she didn't look spectacular. So that's the problem. <laughs> if it would have been like a one-handed, like one-sided thing, I would have been like, okay, um, you know, th- it kind of was though. Get... <sighs> yeah, I mean, mm. I mean, it was a stoppage, so the scorecards don't matter. But Marion Renault didn't win any of those rounds. That's true. That's a good point. Like it's it got stopped at one one minute fifty three seconds of round number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not it's not really enough to tell whether she was winning the third round, but those minute fifty three seconds she didn't win, and of the ten minutes prior from the first two rounds she didn't win those rounds either. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. also is my opinion as a super biased Misha fan, who yeah I just I did, doesn't like I said, even I... care about her supposed political affiliations because. Uh, does she have does she have new ones? No, but like I, I was I made one of my fucking bullshit tweets and I was like, listen, if you bet against Misha Tate, I hope you experience poverty. And mm-hmm. there was a couple of people that were like messaging me and were like, you know, she's a Trump supporter. And I was like, you know, she can peg me. So Yeah, I like uh, that. You know, yeah. yeah. I, I, uh yeah, usually you you flip and yeah. flop um based on if someone can peg you, can or cannot peg you. Right, exactly. There's like a scale of like, you know, they're like, if you draw the X axis and the Y axis, like the, mm-hmm. the, the amount of problematicness versus the amount yeah, of but, peggingness. Yeah. 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 It usually for yeah. some reason is yeah. always Peg, at a very peg ability like, and yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, but I, mean, I, I didn't want to make this a uh, a whole big thing. But I was thinking about how, I was like, like since the the new election, now that fucking dickhead's not in office, I kind of don't care anymore because like we won. So like if 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 you're still affiliated that way and you still feel like you want to wait for you know 2024 and vote again, I'm like, yeah, whatever. We'll address that when we get there. Right now, well, I'm just yeah. Gonna- yeah, for me, I think uh, that's that's all what I'm excited. I'm really more excited for the next um, the next election. I don't know. It's just like you know, there was a lot of um, not to not to get too political on here, but um, I just hate America, and um, <laughs> no, I, I don't. That's the best but, um, thing you've ever said. Yeah, no, I don't. It's not that I don't. I, I hate America. I just think that you know, there there really was for about I want to say like three to four months before the um, election happened. I mean so many people being like this is the best we got and then i was like yeah that is kind of weird that these are the two best things we have like these two men these these two people are are it and i was like yeah that's not it that's definitely not not it so so i'm hoping i like i said i'm hoping next time um next time around we have at least something more i don't know substantial but then again it's the american political circus so here we go all we can hope for is someone who can spoon feed us something that is a little bit more charismatic so we're not worried about all the masks that are going back up in los angeles and i'm in massachusetts right now and i have to go back to los angeles and it might be closed and i might miss the COVID and cambria concert which i'd be really upset about oh that would <clears throat> suck you know here's what we can hope for two things or two words misha tate pugging Con- pugging pugging you yeah yeah with, with pogs and slammers yeah oh well she's definitely gonna slam you so mm-hmm. yeah. uh, put that in there uh, yeah, put that in your hole. Two words: time travel. Oh, okay. Oh, no, hold, stay with me. <laughs> okay, I'm here. Okay. We can either travel back in time to get Bernie Sanders when he was younger and bring him to 2024 to fucking not be an old guy because, like, I don't think he's gonna make it to 2024, dude. Like, not like to, to to be a viable candidate i'm saying not not in general or is it because you're gonna assassinate him come on is that what you're trying to say you wait not, you're trying uh, to say wait no what you're saying well you're okay and i'm following you very well, well okay you're saying that you're gonna get a time traveling you're gonna time travel to get him to bring him back here to be a young man at, during our time now to 2024 to be obviously 35 not even that young that just age. like 10 years just go back yeah, 10 years i got it okay but you're also gonna kill him in this time zone is that what no. you're saying well, oh, okay. I mean, we want oh, to avoid okay. the time travel paradox of when that what happens when you see yourself. So, well, he's definitely going to see himself a lot um, uh, because you're anything too, to say about it. Well, you're you're too big of a fan of him. That's the problem. Yeah, they're going to keep looking at like all these weird like posters that you have on the wall of you like hugging Bernie Sanders, and he's going to be like, "Who's that?" Yeah. And then the uh, world's going to all blow over up. my room right now. Oh uh, yeah, I can see it. And all of our Patreon fans, um, the people who pay us, the patrons, um, mm, they can see the all your Bernie Sanders. World. Yeah, you guys can see that I'm at my ex's house with these things in the back. I was fucking stupid. Anyways, let's keep going. <clears throat> Misha Tate, let's keep going. Uh, I say I have to finish my bit about time travel, bro. I said, okay, get Bernie Sanders from the past, bring him to the future, or go into the future, get AOC, which is more mature and more experienced and then bring her to save our country that's what we're gonna hope for yeah but why uh, not just time also travel a super back to- 
dumb yeah, but why not, take. Yeah, why not just time travel back to a time whenever you just don't have to worry about this fucking shit, huh? Yeah, that's true. If I fucking figure out time travel, I'm not going to waste it on a fucking election. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to waste it on a stupid yeah. American election, dude. You're yeah, going to fucking, you're going to get 19 different, you're, dude, you're going to... Bro, I'm going to travel gonna back be... to the 60s. I'm going to figure out whether or not the moon landing is real. I'm going to travel back in time and I'm going to fucking beat the shit out of Hitler. I've been doing so much things with time travel. So many things. And then what the first thing you want to do is rig an election. Diners, bro. Yeah. Rig an election. Yeah. First of all, come on, man. The first, dude, the first, if I had a, let's yeah. talk about this. The, okay, let's talk about this. Let's talk, we're talking about trying to travel like a motherfucker in this. Okay. Yeah. We're going to talk about plans so like a motherfucker. This is, yeah, this is what I would do. Um, Honestly, if I had a if I had a time machine, um, mm-hmm. I'd go back and just I don't know. I, actually, I don't know. What I do. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! You roasted me for for not having a good enough answer about what to do with time travel, even though it's a proposition that I fucking brought to the table. And then you're like, no, no, no. Here's what I would do, and you have nothing. It's too it's too big of an idea, buddy. Sorry. Anyways, yeah, it is. Uh, Islam Makachev and uh, no, Tiago Moises. Okay. I don't even want to talk about the main event. Like, I'm being real right now. Like that ha- fight happened, and that's what we say. <laughs> I have in my notes: Islam Makachev defeated Tiago Moises uh, via submission due to a rear naked choke at two minutes thirty-eight seconds of round number four. And that is, I think, is literally it? all we need to talk about. <laughs> hold on, hold on. There is something I do want to talk about, which okay. which I think you will want to talk about with me on we'll it. See. Is that Islam Islam Makachev is the man, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's actually that um, Khabib's a little bit crazy. I mean, obviously as a coach, fantastic. Like, hold on. He just I wasn't he ready for that, that bro. Well, he said that he wants um, Islam Makachev to fight one more time and to try to get Fighter of the Year, and I was like, no, no, no. You're he is Islam Makachev Dude, is not are you getting kidding Fighter me? of the Year. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, there's too, way too many fighters that have been fighting this year. He said, he said one more and he wins, and then he's getting fighter there. I was like, you're, no, he's not. There's too many good fighters that fought this year. Uh, are you kidding me? Dustin Poirier knocked out Conor McGregor twice and twice. broke his fucking leg. Well, the yeah. second time wasn't a knockout, but it's a TKO doctor stoppage, so I'm counting it. So fuck you. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, there's, dude, there's way there's, a better fighter that stood up, not even close, stepped up to the plate. Yeah, if he continues on this path. He could maybe get fighter of the year in 2022. Like if if he if for some reason, okay, let's say Dust, Dustin and Charles happens, whoever wins that, uh, while that's going on, Islam fights a couple more guys, gets a title shot, and beats them, and then has a couple title defenses. Sure, maybe, but also a mm-hmm. lot would have to happen for that to line up. So, mm-hmm. anyways, yeah, it was I, just I weird didn't even know Khabib said that. that. That's he, weird. He did. He did say that, and I was like, you no, uh, Islam is. Mm-hmm you is is a is a is a version of you habib like he's very similar to you the way he the way he took out tiago was very similar to how Khabib does it in a slower amount of time uh, that's about it but same sambo like you know dagestani strength the whole thing just just works to their advantage so that that's just it that's how that works but i don't think he's going to be fighter of the year there's a honestly you know who think i think should get fighter of the year even though he lost a bunch i think kevin holland should get it only because of the fact that he stepped up so many times and was like calling people like I understand he got beat a lot. I understand that. But the fact that he kept stepping up and had the other fighter getting paid because of it is pretty great. And and even even you know what? Luke Rock, you know what? You know Luke Rockhold even likes him. I'm gonna fucking beat the shit out of you. <laughs> Luke Rockhold loves him. 
why would you say that? Such a casual take. Flyer of the year is Chris Moutinho. That's true. It could be. It could be Chris Moutinho. No, it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be Max Holloway for fucking piecing up Calvin. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'm so sad. We were supposed to get Max Holloway versus Yair Rodriguez. I I, I I would much rather than, than than talk about fucking Islam and Thiago Moses. I would much rather talk about a fantastical break, like a fantasy breakdown of what would have happened if that fight had taken place. Well, if that fight had been there, I can tell you that Bernie Sanders, young Bernie Sanders would have been there. (laughs) 100%. 100%. With the fucking meme. It would be the same thing with the mittens cross-legged in the front with a parka. And they're like, it's summer in Vegas. What's this guy doing? He's like, shut up. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm crying. What a a fantastical version of that would have been. Ugh. Well, we don't have it, and we we don't even know when Max or when any of them are going to come back into the play. Also, hey, hold on. Okay, guys, great fight card last night. It was pretty fun. We had a lot of fun with it. Um, That's great. We might take our break now, I think. Let's take our break, and then I'll get right into the forum um, with a bang really quick. And we are back. And if you guys were wondering what I was um, steamed about right before um, I we took this break, hey, UFC, the fuck are you doing with International Fight Week, huh? You motherfuckers, fuck you. Guess what? I was looking. Oh, I'm so pissed. Here's why I'm pissed. Ready? Looked at the fucking dates of every single thing that's at International Fight Week. Same fucking day. Motherfucker, it's not International Fight Week. It's International Fight Day, you son of a bitch. <laughs> International oh, Fight Week has, has events happening over the course of a bunch of times. And there might be a fight night before that. I don't care. I didn't do my research. What I'm saying <laughs> is, is that the advertisement on Twitter said that this is what's happening for International Fight Week. And I will I will show all our pa- Patriots fans, yeah, um, all our Patriot fans over here. Yeah, uh, all the Patriot fans. I yeah, got. I hope that, there's no Patriot fans here. Yeah. Well, oh, I, you're a Patriot. I used fan. To, well, I used to be one, but anyways. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. But seriously, I'm just letting you know. International Fight Week returns with an unbelievable lineup of fights. Great, but it's all September 25th. Yeah. No, that's not international. Yeah. That's not how it works. It's international. Although fight I will say day. this, there are no. like events and fan expos going on during International Fight Week, and so I think what they're matter. waiting for is like more things to open up, and that's why what you're like not even ready to give them any slack i'm not gonna they should have already announced a bunch of other they first of all if that's you really have made international fight week your whole personality yeah it has to be because the reason why is because you call international fight week because the best fights have to be on that week but also more importantly they can't all have the same fucking fights on the same card if you're gonna do that separate these motherfucking two put volkanovsky and ortega on one night and then fucking shevchenko and murphy on another night like separate the nights, Friday and Saturday, or, or Thursday, or a Wednesday afternoon. I want people beating the fuck out of each other for four days straight. I don't want just a night. This is, you know what this is? This is just a nice fight card. And that's it. It's not International Fight Week. No one's going to be there. No one's showing up. No fighters right. are going to come and do promos on that day. I really want to like clip this audio and save it. And when the UFC 
straightens everything out and announces more cards and more shit going you th- on. Oh, you think that you think the UFC is going to straighten things out? <laughs> I guess you they sound like a show st- or something for you, saying that. You, re- you think they're going to, you think Dana White's going to straighten this out? Maybe not, bro. I don't know. <laughs> bro, they already made the announcement. It's over. They can't salvage this. All you know right. how they can you know how they can salvage it? Not even if there's a fire. Not even if there's a fire. There not even. It would just burn up because honestly, guys, this no, a, it's done. It's a fire in Massachusetts right now. You're on fire right now. Yeah, I'm fucking on fire right now You're because fucking... it's an international it's international fight day, not international fight week. I don't care about the fan expos that are happening. I want people like I said, what okay. Like that doesn't have to do with me. I'm not gonna be able to go to Vegas yeah. that week. I yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, is it in, it's in Vegas, yeah? yeah yeah regardless i just think like i said it's stupid it's dumb like we the fight international fight weeks before would have like it would be a a wednesday a friday and a saturday three three cards three stacked fights paying all your fighters as best you possibly can because you're the fucking ufc and you don't pay your fighters but that's what i'm saying three cards i love this energy but i'm I'm finding it hard to like debate because like I said, I just, for some reason, it's early to me. Like, we still have time for them to announce something and, and figure something out. Nah, fucking get out of here, fucking. But you know what usually happens? So what, what they usually do for... This fucking little, little dick UFC. We're not moving on from this fucking subject. We're going to stay in this forever. You can time travel I, back. I will, say, that, I will, I will say this to, to say a last thing. I'm not just trying to get the last word in, but just to yeah. get this point. Um, what usually happens with International Fight Week is they'll do the, pay, the big pay-per-view, and the night before is the ultimate fire finale. Like when, when we, you and I went to UC 213, mm, the okay. ultimate fighter finale was the night before and Gaethje versus Johnson headline. Ortega and Volkanovski are on that card, International Fight Week, UFC 266. So if they know what they're doing, they're going to put the ultimate fighter finale on that Friday. Will that be okay for you? No. Okay. Will I mean, it make it better it, than it currently is? No. <laughs> you're so pissed the tough the tough finale first of all this season fucking blows there's no fucking <laughs> drama in that goddamn house at all because it's it first of all it's too you gotta okay i want more meatheads i yeah i think pc culture has become a great thing that has helped a lot of people out of the the the, the terrible situations that they've been in more representation needs to happen yeah, but totally. with that being said I mean, you just can't, you, you have no controversy. There's literally no controversy in the house. Nobody cares. Like nobody's angry or, or arguing or, or having like really funny takes or anything. Nobody's even like, no one's funny. Like, no, like there's nothing. They got just a bunch of fucking wet mops and they put them into a fucking room and they're expecting us to call that entertainment. No, fucking fight each other on the pool table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, drunk. <laughs> I'm drunk no um i don't know like if if this is another um, late ultimate, night podcast it is if the ultimate um fighter uh finale is that night is there are there any other fights like leading up to that or is it just that one fight that's what i'm saying is it on a card would it be on a card juice <laughs> well usually what they do is they have the there's two weight classes this season so they'll, they'll have the finale for those guys and then they'll match up on the prelims some people that they want to give a contract to or like a few people to to fight each other on the prelims 
and then they'll throw together like a couple of the they'll throw a like a decent main event. Maybe God God willing, and the creed don't rise. Maybe Max and Yair will be healthy by then. Or I mean, obviously Max is the one that was injured. But like, okay, no. you're so upset nope. at me, and yeah. I don't know get, why. Get out, because you, you need to get out of here. Because you just said that they're gonna add Max and Yair. They're gonna okay. They're gonna add Max and Yair to the card before, and not, and they're gonna fucking advertise fucking Blades and Rosenstroik like anybody gives a fucking shit. Max and Yair should be on they don't this. Fucking know card. yet. They don't know if he's gonna they, be healthy. They, they're not. They're not gonna they advertise it if it's over. Okay. There's a fighters union that's already exists and they know. Okay. Mark my words. Max Holloway versus Yair will headline the Ultimate Fighter finale card the day before. International Fight Week. Season. Yeah, International <laughs> Fight Week. I need okay. you to say it. <laughs> International say Fight it. Week. Okay, good. What is it? Matt, Max Holloway? Versus Yair Rodriguez. International Fight Week. That's all I need to hear. All right, and on that note, I think we should queue up our first question. Let's get into it. This is from our boy, Ty Fly Guy, with the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles podcast, FKTC. And let me tell you something. I listened to their, their episode. I was saying how, how dumb I was last week for for sending him a question, saying how I thought shoeys were gross and ridiculous and I would never do one. And then we fucking did one on the podcast. And then... He, he he's answering my question and his co-host um i i don't know her um she seems really nice but she was like no shoeys are gross i'm not doing some random whatever <laughs> I, lo- I love whenever tight fights and then shoeys become the topic of a conversation dude because like uh scrap to jeff and timothy were talking and and motherfucking timothy's like you like foot fungus jeff just say it. Just say you like foot fungus. <laughs> They're talking about it because he's like, it's not that bad. Um, but anyways, dude. Cue it up. Here it is. What's up, Juice? What's up, Leo? It's Ty from the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles podcast. My question to you guys is about Islam Makachev. A lot of people believe that he could become UFC champion someday. So... With that being said, about how long of a time frame do you guys think it's appropriate that he could would become the new UFC lightweight champion? Let me know what you guys think. Oh, and by the way, happy birthday, Juice. Later. Thank you, Ty. I'm going to answer days. really quick. Wait, six days before he becomes champion? Yeah. You realize that's physically impossible? Mark my words. Islam Makachev. <laughs> International, International Fight Week. <laughs> Which is in Light, two lightweight, months. Lightweight champion. Bro, you don't realize what the fuck I'm about to do with this time machine. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I don't know what you're about to do with a hypothetical time machine. Yeah, well, get ready. Islam Makachev, six days. Bro, if Islam Makachev in six <laughs> days shows up <laughs> With a fucking belt around his shoulder. I'm going to lose my mind. Talk about the time travel paradox of seeing yourself. I'm going to see Islam with the belt. I'm like, oh, I don't know who I am anymore. Yeah. I'm going to call I'm going to call you. And you're instantly going to know what it is. And you're going to answer the phone and say, I told you I had a time machine. Didn't I, didn't I tell you? Didn't I fucking tell you? But for some reason in the time paradox that I tried to fix, I couldn't fix International Fight Week. I'm still pissed about it. <laughs> For some reason, I couldn't fix it. 
I only had enough juice for one trip, so I, I'm not going to not get is on the belt. I mean, yeah, <laughs> priorities. Um, and then you and Islam are like, uh, Islam is a guest fighter at International Fight Week, and, and you're, you're there, and you got your tickets. You're like, I'm still pissed. <laughs> Why wasn't there another card? Good card, but fuck this shit. They put all their they put all their all their cards on on one fucking fight. Stupid, stupid of them. Um, in all seriousness, um, I mean, just really doesn't want Islam to win. Yeah. Uh, the bro, the can we talk I about? It. Yeah. I was so drunk last night. Mm-hmm. I I wasn't as drunk as I said I was going to be. I actually got way more drunk the week prior. Mm-hmm. But I was I was pretty Sounds drunk. Like yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was pretty drunk, and I made a tweet. I've decided to, and I'm gonna let, I'm gonna break kayfabe here. I'm gonna drop the fourth wall. I'm letting y'all know. I've decided to make it my brand to not give Islam Mahachev any credit. Okay, so <laughs> I'm not interested in talking about him as future champion. I'm not interested in talking about him as the heir apparent to Khabib. I'm not interested in any of that, bro. He's another fucking bum in the lightweight division, as far as I'm concerned. He's a fucking scrub. <laughs> Islam means scrub in Russian. Okay. <laughs> but I, dude, I made a tweet. I was like, Islam sucks. And because, dude, out of context tweets, when you're on the timeline, when you're live tweeting fights, like people just know I shouldn't have to say Islam Mokhachev. I shouldn't have to hashtag UFC Vegas 18,000. I shouldn't have to say UFC Fight Night uh, Mokhachev versus Moises. I should just have to say Islam sucks. Because he does. This sucks. And bro, this fucking account tagged Al-Qaeda, uh, some like London politician who is Middle Eastern, and the list goes on and on. And he just tags a bunch of these accounts. He also tagged, and it wasn't a real account, but he he put he wrote at ISIS, but it, but it wasn't clickable. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's not a real account. I was like, what? Had to go through and block all of those accounts, and then also block him, and then delete my tweet because I'm like, oh, what the fuck? People are like, bro. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, when is Islam Mukhachev like- gonna be champion? Never. <laughs> SMDFTB, dude. Okay. Okay. If if Islam Mahachev becomes champion, I'll cut my nuts off. How about that? How about that? So our next voice message is from uh, a friend of the show, a long time, long time friend of the show. Um, <laughs> do you do you know who it is? Or yeah, it's uh, you... from Ben Coily. Ben Coily, and I meant to say this last week when he when he sent in that beautiful voice message. He sounds a bit like Robert Sheehan. And I I didn't want to say that because I didn't want to think like, oh, just being stereotypical, like, oh, you all sound the same. Like, obviously, I know the difference. But you honestly, if I'm pretty, if I'm being honest, he does sound a bit like Robert Sheehan. But by the way, massive fan. I loved him in Misfits. He's fucking aces in uh, Umbrella Academy. I love him. I love everything about him. Um, my dad likes so getting worse go. and worse each week. So here we go, Ben Kiley. Buenas Diaz Chabronis. Ben Kiley from Hind Fight MMA Podcast here. Tell me you I've got a confession to make. I'm high. No, not on crack or LSD. I'm snorting something that the MMA gods gave me, and it smells a lot like Islam Makachev. 
But did you see his pre-fight interview with Heidi Andral? My question is, is enduring an Islam Makachev interview more grueling than being wrestle-fucked into oblivion by him? Merry Jesus, hope you had a good one. Well, as you know. Yeah, go on. I love Ben Kylie. Ben's great. He's absolutely one of my favorite people. And I uh, also wanted to make that clear because I, uh, I feel like I was, if he, if he doesn't like Robert Chien and I just said that, then I'm a fucking asshole. Um, but no, he's fucking great. Honestly, I was thinking about this, like people were talking about the interview and I, and, and I, and I rewatched it this morning or this, this afternoon, probably. I am 99% certain they filmed that at the weigh-ins or after the weigh-ins when he was still hydrating and still recovering because even at the end of it, she goes, okay, get some sleep. Like, hmm. you know what I mean? He looked, his face was sunken in. It did not hmm. look like the same guy that stepped in the cage. I'm not, I'm 99% certain. So he gets a little bit of a pass that said, yeah, his interviews are pretty fucking boring, which is again, why I'm not oh, giving him any credit for anything. Got it. And this is, this is one of those things too. Like, Habib is pretty fucking funny. Like, I, I've, I've said that, like, I'm not as, like, you know, saying, like, Habib is, like, the best thing of all time, like, everyone thinks. And no, but, yeah, things, but Habib like, is, yeah. Habib is funny as fuck sometimes, dude. And, like, yeah. uh, I heard Ariel interviewing Islam one time, and he said that, he's like, all the guys at AKA and Habib and DC, they tell me that Islam's the funny one. Islam is the one making jokes. I'm like, really? Which is weird, because they also said that he's, like, can be a little bit of a gym fighter, like as great as he is in the in the octagon, which is mid. Uh, but as as the level that he's at, apparently he's even better in practice, which is kind of insane to think about. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that you definitely are really, really running with this. Um, I'm this really whole, running with it, dude. Really running with it. I can't it's, wait. For it's my week. birthday. If I want to fucking say that Islam Makhachev is a is a scrub, I'm doing it. Yeah, because it's your birthday. And it's your podcast, so you can do whatever. The fuck well, that's you want. also true. Yeah, so just uh, like you can say uh, international fight weekend shit, and that you're gonna get a time machine. International so fight mad. At this point. It won't be so it won't mad. Be it'll be a day, and Dana White will be like, "I'm gonna eat some fucking bullshit on the timeline this week." Can I just say It'll though, fucking like, dog hair covered any in time, fucking shit or something like that? <laughs> anytime in the history of this podcast, when you said, "Just got an idea," this guy versus this guy, international fight week. It's always been a big fight that would be on the last one of the week. That's like the massive pay-per-view that has everything. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I don't care. I don't care if that's would have been the so, case because it's the so you, so you just no, want no, them no, to no, like no. sign At a bunch other... of fucking people in a bar and just cobble together a few cars. <laughs> okay. Would you not want to see that? I a bunch of people they just signed in a bar. Absolutely. I mean, we, we already, well, dude, we already got the fucking point. thriller fights. Are you kidding me? Come on, dude. It's one of those things where, like, sometimes I, I feel mixed about it because when I'm watching the UFC, I do want to watch, like, the, I feel like it has to be there's a standard. And, and that has changed over the years. Like, what we used to be, like, UFC caliber isn't that anymore. Like, that has, no. we've, we've been a little bit like flexible with that definition. But at the same time, I, I feel like there is a line and we're not yet at the point where I'm watching fucking people in bars like the uh barstool sports has a thing called rough and rowdy where they do that or there's just random dudes or fucking people 
that's mm-hmm. it, it has its place like it's 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 fine it to have like that tempo yeah mm. uh go work for ball you know what be robbie fox's assistant that's what you should be yeah i think i think he'll he'll want me um <laughs> yeah i just think like i said what i've said before in the past doesn't matter <laughs> so, <laughs> what i mean is, is you know that, look, that's all, called growth. it all needs Look, okay, right, it is called growth. But what I mean is is that all the things that I've said before, all the International Fight Weeks I've said before, should happen on International Fight Week. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not talking about it being the end. I'm talking about it being during that week. Okay. Okay. All right. Not the last card. They shouldn't you shouldn't pay for the last card. I mean, sorry, you should pay for the last we don't pay for any of the cards. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I was gonna say? It's um it's such a testament to it being a long day and we're recording at night and I'm like tired. Uh, I was going to say, you don't have to watch it all in one day. Portion it out throughout the week. Even though <laughs> but no, that's only because uh, in this scenario, you have a time machine. Yeah. Well, Ben, Kylie, I'm, I'm happy that you're high on Islam Makhachev. Juice is not. Absolutely not. I'm sober on Islam Makhachev. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, when it comes to Islam Makhachev, I'm like, these edibles ain't shit. And there may be a time a year from now where they're going to kick in and I'm going to be like, oh, it's not my concept. But right now I'm like, these animals ain't shit, dude. Yeah. It's actually the perfect analogy. He's he's high. He smoked a fatty of Islam Mahachev. He's like, oh, Islam Mahachev. And I'm like, "Mm, this edible ain't shit of Islam Mahachev. It tastes Mm -hmm. like disappointment. Yeah, it's a very this is a very long day. It's been um, yeah, it tastes like mm, geopolitical fuckery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it tastes like mm, Islam being problematic. By the way, I, I I remember what the tweet was that was like a whole big thing where he he had tweeted something. It was like, oh, this isn't a woman's sport. That's what he said. Yeah. Shout out to uh, I think his name is Daddy White Belt. <laughs> this guy on Twitter made an edit of it with Misha Tate because Misha had a better performance, and uh, and cro- like crossed it out and said this isn't a man's sport. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah, dude, Drag uh, amazing. All right, thank you, thank you, uh, Ben. Check out his podcast, Behind Fight MMA. Uh, great guys over there. Yo, Juice. Happy birthday weekend, buddy. It's Jonas. Uh, I just wanted to uh, call in to say hi and uh, ask a certain question. So this jungle fight promoter dude who was in Lemos's corner yesterday, um, he seemed to insert a lot of promoter-like vibes into, uh, into his translation. How do you feel about corners editorializing uh, their fighters' comments and morphing it into a promo. Do you think that's got a place in MMA, or, or do we need to shut that down? Cheers, buddy. Thank you so much, Jonas. Amazing question. And you guys should go give this guy a follow at I-O-N-A-S-V-Z. Just a, just a really swell guy to have on the timeline. Like that's kind of corny of me to say swell, but that's the word I came up with because it's a little late. But anyways, he is, it's fitting for him. But uh, to answer his question, I think this is very – I think about this a lot too because like I like those promos. Like um, out of context when I just watched the clip of it before I had rewatched the fights and I saw the clip of it, I was like – I was like, man, Vali Dishmail is a character. Like he's, this is one of those guys that like 
he's a staple of, of the UFC and MMA. But honestly, thinking about it, and, in, and even before he sent the question, I was thinking about it. Completely unprofessional. And I've, I've talked about this before on my podcast uh, when I had uh, Fernando on. Uh, because that was, um, I forget who. I want to say it was Figueiredo though that was um, fighting. It may have been the week prior, and I wanted to ask her about it or something, but I was like, hey, man, I don't speak Portuguese, but I understand some of it, and I'm pretty sure he fucked up that translation, and she's like, oh, yeah, he did. He does that. And you could tell, and, and like you could tell. I, I, I tried to listen and, and pay attention to this one, and, and I felt like he got some of it right, but he definitely added things, and he definitely, like, you could even tell by the fact that he addressed Paul Felder instead of the camera. He was like, she's like, she said that she wants this. And he's like, because two top five, turn us down. Like, uh, I was like, okay, you don't need to um, say that. But like, here's the thing. It's a conflict of interest because he's her manager. And like, that's why he does that. But you know what the fucking gold standard for that is? And it was on the same card, Alex Davis. He is the older, uh, I think he's Brazilian, or he speaks very good Portuguese and also pretty good English. I would say very good English and does a great word for word translation uh, of his fighters, even if it's boring. Because that's honestly, I don't want a jazzed up translation. I don't. And I love, and I, like I said, I love those Vali Pro promos. It's like, oh, fucking yeah, dude. <laughs> it's like, it's like Bisping said on the mic. He was like, oh, I was scared from Amanda Lemos and I was scared from Valid. Like, yeah, but also I want authenticity. If you're boring, I want to know you're boring. I want to decide that for myself. I don't want your translator to hype you up. That, that's how I feel about it. No, I, th- I think that it was, uh, I think you're right about the unprofessionalism of it, but you know, I mean, I'll say this a thousand times on this podcast. The UFC doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make <laughs> many sense so you're right a, prom- a, a promoting translator guess what happens sometimes on brand yeah no i would yeah. to be fair it's, that's it's, it's on brand and and also you know what i mean like he also sees what sells in the ufc so that's the thing you know she does she does have a dominant performance she does you know look good out there i mean you know obviously it was early in the fight but i just mean that you know that happens so like let's put a little bit of a stamp on it and let's say you know let's see if we can get something, some, some dust um, kicked up while she's here, as opposed to just being like, okay, like that was a quick knockout or whatever. So granted, you're right. I think that, you know, if you're boring, I I do want to know that you're boring because that's, that is really important to, to us. But, but, you know, if, if the guy needs to promote the fight so that she, he can sell her to get, you know, maybe more money on her next fight and stuff like that, then more power to him for doing that. But I think, yeah, he should probably just chill out for, a little bit of time anyway yeah no absolutely i i had something to say but i kind of forgot because it's late so we might yeah, kind of move on and if, on. I, yeah. if i if i remember I'll, I'll bring it up but thanks thanks jonas a lot and this is from rhino and he said this in the midst of my crazy day that i've had and i didn't get to listen to it but he texted me about it and the name of it is um like I'm remembering when he texts me, I'm like, oh shit, this is going to be a, I already know it's going to be a fucking great question. Um, here is this question from Rhino. Hey, Juice and Leo, it's your big homie Rhino from the Combat Sports Rhino podcast. So I got to thinking that, you know, you two are our best friends. My best friend Craig and I have 
uh, done a lot of stupid bets over the years, right? Where I bet you to do this or this is the consequence, so on and so forth. So if you two were going to do kind of a Diaz versus John Anik type of bet where there was a tattoo involved, what would the bet be? And then what kind of tattoo would you make the other one get if they lost that bet? I'd love to hear the answer. This would be funny and creative, and I'm looking forward to it. We'll talk to you guys later. Dude, you know what I love about this? So, like I said, I knew by the time, because you can title the voice messages on Anchor when you send them in. It says bet tattoo. And then when he texts me, well, we always text each other when we send just to make sure it went through. And then he was like, basically, what would you get if you were to make a bet about a tattoo? And I was like, oh. And the, what I thought, well, my um, assumption was like, whenever um, anything is happening in the like YouTube boxing world with like Jake Paul and those fucking guys and trill- the thriller fights, Rhino was like, I will absolutely not talk about it. Nope, we are not talking about that. And it recently came out that like Tyron Woodley and Jake Paul is happening. And uh, Jake Paul, uh, this fucking weird press conference was like, if I win, you have to get I love Jake Paul tattooed. And if and if I lose, I'll get I love Tyron Woodley or whatever. And I was like, that's weird energy, but OK. And then Tyron accepted, which is also like shouldn't have done that. But uh, I have an idea. OK. I don't know if you have one or if you want me to go first. I want you to go first. Okay. So the bet would be, and this is, the, by the way, and then like people, people on Twitter get like too, they, they feel like a, it's like a verbal contract. If you like mention anything about a bet or whatever, I just want to put out that this is not this, this is a hypothetical oh. answer to Rhino's question. Oh yeah. Yeah. Before we go any further, anyone can yeah. ask us to do that stuff. Guess what? Not, not going to do it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm very like, I, I waited to get a tattoo for so long and I have this amazing tattoo that I got from the homie Billy Harrigan of Dark, Dark Space Collective in upstate New York. I decided he's going to do all my tattoos. So I want the same ink on my body. So I'm not going to, I'm not gonna just going to do a bet on a whim tattoo. But hey, listen, to answer this question. Let's do it. The bet would be whether or not there are going to be additional fight cards for International Fight Week. And the tattoo that I would get if I lost and the tattoo that I would make you get if I win would be like a variation of what basically like a declaration. I was right. And like, like if I, if I lose, I would get Leah was right. I was wrong. Mm -hmm. And if, and if I win, or if you lose, you would have to get tattooed. Juice was right, and I was wrong. Mm. I like that. I think that that's true. I think that that's what we should bet on anyway. But I, I want to switch the tattoos up a little bit. Um, by the way, so- I, I would do that for real if it was a if it was a temporary one. Like if someone like could do like a temporary tattoo of that, I would do that. Yeah, they don't care. They, they want they want you to like swallow hot sauce or some fucking stupid bullshit uh, that hurts you for a little bit of time, or eat your own asshole, which you showed a bunch of people. Anyway, anyway, let's keep I going. Oh, I know four. you did. Anyway, let's keep going. But um, I want to switch up the tattoo. So if you lost, um, I would want you to get. Um, Wait, are you doing the same bet about international fight week? Oh, 100 percent. Yes, because oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> so right. Um, but anyway, um, because there's not going to be any other fight cards announced on that week. Well, there will. It's so. going to be sad. It's going to be really sad. Well, okay. Can we not count the tough stuff? Because fuck that. I'm not counting tough. But that's what I'm they have about, historically done. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm talking about an actual I'm talking about an actual fight card. Like an actual fight night fight card. 
Okay, well, I mean, that's what it is. Okay, well, it won't be. No one cares, but anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, so if you lose... Mighty Mouse have been in his get... title on one of those, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to get, um, uh, honestly, um, right underneath your titties, right underneath them, you'd have to get on one, Islam, and the other one, Rules. <laughs> right underneath your titties. And you'd have to lift them up every time people ask you to see your tattoos. You say, and people say, oh, do you have any other tattoos on your body? And you can't lie. And you say, yes, I do. And then you show them this. And they're like, wow, you must really, you must really like Islam. And I'm like, it's actually Makachev. I love him. Um, but also. The awkward moment where I'm explaining, like, it's a fighter. Yeah, but. Uh, but the, the it was about the love, fighting. Yeah. <laughs> what I love about this, though, is that you also have to do it. You have to reveal your tattoo everywhere you are. So let's say you happen to be at a Taco Bell and then someone's like, what? And you're like, well, Islam rules. Yeah. And, get, and everyone on our Patreon gets to see my big nipples. Oh my God. They're I'm huge. hard but right anyways, now. You lift them up and then it says Islam rules. And then if I lost, I would get googly eyes um, tattooed above my penis. I was going to say you should get Islam sucks. That's your titties. Oh my no. god, dude! Can you imagine? Can could you imagine? Travis Brown running right now. Could you imagine? What? We're live? No, sell. Sell. Um. We were talking off air right before this started. How we have this like friend friend group that we've been friends since college. And uh, one of the other guys in the in the group um, is my buddy Tom. I've watched a few times with the podcast because he has a he has a show called Movies After Work, and um, him and I are both big fans of Impractical Jokers. And there was a time when I when like people were talking about like, oh, what's going to happen when they get too famous? Like their sort of whole shtick relies on people not really knowing who they are, so they can like have honest interactions in public with people. And like some of were thinking, like, what if they do it with other people? I've had like this dream of us doing it like in their place. And like this was reminding of a punishment they did where they had to get tattoos and like fucking Sal got a portrait of Jaden Smith and uh, Murray got one of a fucking ferret skydiving and crying. <laughs> and they made Q get... Uh, Q is my favorite, by the way. They made Q get one that said, I'm 37 and I have three cats. Uh, and I, I just feel like we should definitely be the next Impractical Jokers. Like, side yeah, note from anything, we should definitely be that. I love it. Thank you, Rhino, for the question. Amazing. Go check out uh, Combat Sports with Rhino. He has an uh, interview this week with Emmanuel Sanchez. I haven't got to listen to it, but him and I were talking about it. I love that guy. He's got an amazing submissions. It's cool style. He fights to fucking finish all the time. I love that guy. So can't wait to listen. And uh, here's our boy <laughs> to make another um, another uh, Predator Joker's reference. Last minute, Larry. Doesn't matter when we have the cutoff. It was 9 p.m. today. <laughs> Decrons. It, so, it was so much to the point where I was making my notes and I was like, oh, nothing from Decrons. Pulled up my email to send you the notes. Got the notification. Wow. Had to change it. So I haven't listened yet, but here's this question from D. Kronz. Hey, Juicy Leo. What's going on, brothers? Leo, are you going to keep picking fights with us? Come on, man. It's fun. Um, 
How awesome was it to see Cupcake back? I absolutely love her. She looked great. Uh, next weekend, we got Dr. Pepper versus Reese's Pieces. <laughs> Who do you guys have in that fight? And I if you guys could that. pick one sponsor, in a perfect world, fighters could have, you know, their personal sponsors, you know, on their shorts and things and just represent, make a couple bucks on the side. If each of you could pick one sponsor, who would you pick? And uh, Juice, again, happy birthday, my man. Absolutely love you. I hope the next trip around the sun is amazing. Uh, take care, my brothers. Have a good one. Love you guys. Peace. Oh, my God. I think he's referencing. Did you enter your picks for topology this week? I did. Oh, okay. That's the maybe, thing. You know, maybe maybe or... it didn't. Yeah, maybe it didn't enter mm. on the, the game itself. Mm. Like that's what I'm thinking because I'm always confused. The... Yeah, sometimes it, but I get emails that are like, make sure to update your picks. So I just, I do it. So maybe oh, I, I did too. I, I updated him that day and, and like I said, nothing came through. It was kind of, didn't you miss last week though? Maybe he's talking about that. Maybe you I missed a week. I don't know. I don't remember. Like I said, I don't remember missing in any of the, I, I thought I picked everything. I, I'm sure I picked everything last week. Oh, okay. Um, at least for because that that fight card was too big this card i thought i, I, I no, i got everything for this card i don't know i need to look into the the game itself because like i said it, it's you get picks and then there's topology figure your shit out please yeah and by that i mean i need to stop being so lazy but topology just stop fucking around um what was his question again so he had he had two things that i want to say real quick um so he i thank you so much decrons for the birthday wishes um, and then him and I were talking, he, I, I don't think he wants me to say this, so I'll just be vague, but he has a, a event in his life that the anniversary for that is also July 17th, my birthday. And it was just really cool to share that with him. So, um, I want to send him some love for, um, celebrating that as well. And, uh, he said, Dr. Pepper versus Reese's. Do you know what that's in reference to? No, I don't. It's a, a fight that's happening. I think probably in the prelims, cause I don't have it pulled up for us making our picks, but, um, Adrian Yanez versus, uh, Randy Costa. So Yanez, I think, is Dr. Pepper's his nickname. And Costa's yes. nickname is, is Zohan, but he really loves Reese's. So like when they yeah. were like kind of they made this fight on Twitter, basically. They were like, oh, it's like Dr. Pepper versus Reese's. Um, which by yeah, the way, who, Reese's who, who is, is my favorite, like again? by far. Uh Adrian Yanez. Yeah, because I think after he won his his last fight, he even said, Hey, Dr. Pepper, can you sponsor me? But but that's also his nickname. No, I know. Mm -hmm. But I'm just oh, saying yeah, that yeah. after he, he right. even like Absolutely. went on Twitter and was like, hey, like I right. just won Kent. Like, and everyone was like, hey, we got to get this guy a sponsor. Yeah. And Dr. Like Dave Pepper Fretz was made like, a poster and everything. Mm, Everyone's no. trying to get him a sponsor. Um, Anyways. If I could pick one sponsor, I was thinking about this. Uh, I love weed. Okay. It would be a cannabis company, but I would want a, sp a specific one to answer the question. And I was thinking about how I really want to visit you. Because uh, you're in the near like four hours away from me now, and whenever we do, we always go to um, Bloom Brothers, mm -hmm. but not them. But specifically, I get these edibles there. I think I think the name is Betty's Eddies, mm -hmm. and they fucking slap. Delicious. I got these apple pie flavored ones last time. I'm drooling thinking about it right now, and they're vegan. Obviously, goes with my brand. Mm -hmm. that's like part of my personality or whatever the fuck but i would say i would not want to like stand by anything that wasn't vegan 
before we go any further, like it's not a part of your personality. It's a hundred percent a part of your personality. Uh, fuck you. First of all, hello, fucking eating fucking hummus out of a fucking container. Come I on. hate you so much. <laughs> Come on, man. It's literally defined you for the rest of your life. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, well, I'm I'm happy that you chose them. Uh, that's good for me. You know what? I'm gonna go with peace tea. Mm, dude, I had peace tea yesterday. I had the peach flavor. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, they, 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 I've I've loved them for a very long time, and they have so the ever since the Plowboy liquor, ever since yeah. the Plowboy liquor days, dude. Yeah, there used LA, to be this LA stories. LA stories. They're, they're right next to our old apartment where we used to live together. Like not next, but like down the street, like one block over. Um, there used to be this liquor store, and the, it was it was Playboy liquor. But yeah. the Y was like a martini glass. Martini glass yeah. And the way it was like, it did not look like it was Playboy. Like it looked like yeah. it was two words, P-L-A, and then boy with a martini glass in the middle. It did not look like it was part of the yeah. other word. So yeah. we always used to go, we used to just call it Plowboy liquor. <laughs> yeah. But they Jeez. had peace tea and mm, it's yeah. so good. The rasp, I, the razzleberry. razzleberry. Oh my God. Yeah, when they when they came up with the the what do you call it Arnold Palmer the Caddyshack that was, I was yes I, was, I mean I loved it from before that time I I I really really enjoyed PST when I when I was at home in Texas I remember having it the first time and I was like this is really good and then having it in California and then you know I've had it every and the fact they're still around is even great for me but yeah I definitely put them right on my shorts absolutely dude and and it's like you said it's it's like nostalgia and kind of comfort for me too like thinking about LA. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't had it. I mean, I've had, I've been having it like the past year, I want to say. Um, mm-hmm. But since I moved to New Jersey, I haven't been having it as I didn't find it. Like all of a sudden it popped up. Like I don't know, maybe it's because we moved and like now there's a Dollar Tree that's like down the street from us kind of. They carry it and I'm like, oh my God. And then like now I see it. Like uh, there's a convenience store that's even closer to us that like take likes their latte. So I was getting her a latte and I was like, let me get something. And I was like, Oh my God, they have PhD. What? So yeah. Amazing choice. Yeah. We got two amazing choices. Vegan edibles and fucking PhD. That's I'm like so happy right now. Even though this is fictional. I'm like, yes. Sponsor us right now. I'm relishing those shorts. Let's reach out right now. If we had any fucking marketing skills, we would be reaching out to them right now. Everybody. Yeah. But we don't. So let's keep going on to the next place. Yeah. So we had a voicemail coming up from uh, homie Seth and uh, the transcripts for Google voice are usually off the walls and his are like usually long. So I don't really read them, but I want to read this one real quick because I can tell you right now, absolutely none of this is accurate. (laughs) So it's not even a, it's not even a spoiler because absolutely none of this is accurate. Here's the transcript. Hey, Julie. Oh, baby. It's your boy and make a fish look at ahead at the next card i see on this car off surely after he loses fight we finally cut him on her done with this right it's so weird that he's even still in x the ufc fmp love it let's hear it i can tell you the hey julie oh even though it's not written accurately is accurate and fmp is accurate but everything else in between who knows definitely not accurate yeah who knows hey julie oh baby it's your boy and make catfish 
looking ahead at the next card, I see Mickey Gall on this card. Oh, Mickey Gall. Surely, after he loses this fight, we finally cut him and are done with this, right? Like, it's so weird that he's even still employed by the UFC. FMP. <laughs> Dude, I actually have a story about Mickey Gall that I want to tell. Go on. And uh, I'm so I'm so glad that um, MMA Catfish asked about it. Shout out to MMA Catfish. Um, very faithful listener of this podcast. Um, so we're going to get into it later because there's another question. Someone asked like what we did for my birthday. So I wanted to elaborate then. Um, I went out to this place in Freehold called iPlay. It's like basically Dave and Buster's. If you aren't in the area and know what that is. I was drinking and watching the fight. Well, like I said, they were, they were on, but they were like in the background where they didn't have sound, like whatever. But I'm talking about fights with T-Cross. Uh, my homie T-Cross has been referenced on this podcast a ton of times. He fought on the same amateur card as Mickey Gall, the last one that he did before he made his pro debut and got on that show. Dana White looking for a fight, called out CM Punk, blew up, whatever. He fought on the same card as him. Like I said, so they know they know each other. He, I, th- I think it was actually at that same place I play, which is by the way, where we went for my bachelor party. We were going to talk about it later. We'll, we'll elaborate on that. Um, he said that he was at the urinal taking a piss. Mickey Gall walks in, slaps his ass and says, what's up crossing. <laughs> and he was like, Oh fuck Mickey Gall. <laughs> like he remembered him. Uh, so I think that's very fucking cool. Uh, and it makes me want to root for Mickey Gall again. Because there was a time when I was like, yeah, dude. And then I kind of fell off where I was like, no, Mickey Gall, no. Yeah, but and now, now I'm like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anyone that slaps yeah. my voice don't, ass, I'm don't like, cut yeah. Him. Yeah. Plus also he's fighting. Who's he fighting? Jordan, Jordan Williams? Williams? Who's that? Mickey Gall <laughs> could easily beat that guy. Yeah, who cares? Someone listening is like, oh, you actually don't know. He had a great knockout on Dana White Contender Series. And <laughs> I just made that up, but it's probably true. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be you. You'd be that person. Yeah, well, like I said, I made it up. So yeah. anyway, uh, definitely don't cut Mickey Gall. But thank you for giving me the opportunity to tell that story, MMA Catfish. And uh, check out his OnlyFans. It's, uh, it's free. It's a free OnlyFans. And you get to see pictures of him. But it's wholesome. It's PG. It's PG. It's hard to describe because there's a stigma about OnlyFans and people think it's like only pornographic and it mostly is, but it's not in the case with him, so that's fine. Yeah. Let's all right. Get to- Let's get into the Twitter form. We have some great questions. And um to be honest, I may have missed some. Oh, the first one, I'm already looking at it. My girl, our girl, toxic sandy pants. I told her. Uh, she should keep that name for a while because I love everything about it. Sometimes I change my name to Toxic Juice, and I honestly, it's one of those ones that I keep coming back to. Like I like to change my name a lot, but I, I like to come back to that one. Uh, so definitely change it, keep it the Toxic Sandy Pants. She said, "Now that Misha's back, how do you think she'll do?" Apparently, Holly wants a rematch. Do you think she'll get it? And how do you think that would go? You know what I love about this? A, it's a great question. B. Apparently, Sandy has reached the status that like other big accounts like Phil and other people that go into the forum where a bunch of randoms decide to answer her question and not give me the opportunity to answer it on the podcast. 
which is like cool but like also my mental illness shows because every time these fucking dudes i did two of them already where i like responded with a fucking weird video like i have one that i saved that i love i love spamming this video the homie ewan uh from from ireland have got some of our merch actually he sent me a video one time where he goes it was it's like two seconds and you can't even see all of him it's like cropped off like just above his eyes and he actually has headphones on like i do right now and he just goes <laughs> it screams really loudly so whenever someone like replies to a retweet that i and didn't untag me or they do this i fucking spam that video i just go because ah! that's literally what i do when i open my notification i see that dude like, anyway Don't. shout out to sandy we're gonna hang out in uh a month's time well not even not even yeah. a month's time three weeks oh my god dude Ugh, i can't even wait to talk about it we're gonna talk okay. about it in another but to answer quite specifically about misha honestly with the kind of star power she has, I could conceivably see her getting a title shot. I'm not saying right now. I'm just saying yeah. I could see her I, not getting protected necessarily, but getting favorable matchups. Like, honestly, like you said, the rematch between her and Holly would be a very different fight. Mm-hmm. Very different. But it's still a winnable fight for Misha. It's oh, yeah. definitely a losable fight for Misha, but it, it's a winnable. And honestly... I feel like they could have an epic trilogy as well, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like if, if, if they rematch Holly wins or one and one, you know what I mean? Yeah. Would love that trilogy. Yeah. 100%. Um, that's your favorite fight, right? Still. Or yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean th- that the first the one Holly is Misha. Yeah. The Holly Misha fight was so good. Um, yeah. Just, uh, just a good UFC fight. I think everybody, um, a lot of people have that on their list um, of at least top 10 fights. Um I think, I mean, it, for me, it's at, definitely... At least for WMMA, they should. And then for you, it's like, in general. Yeah, it, yeah because it was really, really... I just remember thinking, like, it was the first the first fight that um, the it just felt like a, a needle going back and forth. Like, I, I, I didn't know who was going to win the entire time. Like, all the way up until the very end when um, when Holly, like, did the, you know, the punches and everything. I was like... Yeah. Oh, okay, she's going out on her back on her shield, and I was like, "Oh man, this is this was really intense." And that was like the first time, and and everyone in the bar also like mm-hmm. the bar environment really helped too because I think it was such such hype around it. But I, I think I don't know. I, I think I think Holly wins the the second one around to answer her second question, which is like Holly wants the rematch. Yeah, I, yeah. I, th- I just think Holly Holly gets it, um, and I think you're right about the trilogy. Um, I think that. If Holly does get it, I think they could do a trilogy down the line um, after Misha has maybe like one or two more fights, but I don't know. We'll uh, see. Thinking about it, to go back to an earlier question, I wouldn't hate it if Holly and Misha 2 was the headliner for another card on International National Fight Week. I do like that idea. Yeah, because it's not too far away. Don't I hate mean, it at all. Time. I don't still hate it at time. all. They still have Book time it. to save it, but Book they will it. And give mm-hmm. us the credit, UFC. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, come on, come on, give us the credit that you guys aren't gonna definitely do that because you're not gonna do that because you already spoiled the announcement. So let's, yeah. Okay, but well, anyway, I'm gonna go back I, to this episode whenever they <laughs> announce it. So, uh, but yeah, past that, like I was thinking about how like the the list of contenders, like Aldana beats Misha, Kellen Vieira beats Misha, yeah, probably yeah. even Yana Kunitskaya beats. Me. Well, that one's a little closer. Yeah, but I just like, like I, was <laughs> I killed the energy, earlier, but like, but earlier before I when I when I said that I said like the the top five like I said it's not just two people that can answer the Misha mm-hmm. um, equation or it's not just this woman or another right. woman can beat her have an answer 
there's at least five women on that roster that have a good answer for her, an easy one. And I mean, the easiest one is obviously Amanda, but. Bro, yeah. the co-main for this next week's card, Aspen, Ladd, yeah. and Macy, both of Macy them could Chazon? be Misha. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 So. And this, so, and that's again, going back to me saying like, I'm a big fan of Misha. Yeah. <sighs> All right. <sighs> i just like i feel like it's so exhausting because it's there's so much to think about and, and like honestly i'm not emotionally prepared to see misha lose again <laughs> i gotta say that right now yeah. like I, I hope they they i hope they do the holly rematch and if misha wins which like you said holly is a good chance of winning if misha wins i hope they just go you know what i think a rematch with amanda sounds nice too <laughs> and give her a title shot like you know what i mean yeah. um all right. Uh, so the next question is from the homie Unmatched MMA Podcast. Um, go check out his show. It's great. And he says, did you have a good birthday? How did you spend the day? So, okay. I wanted to talk about it. This is where I want to take down. I have the floor. Uh, so my wife got me Dustin Poirier's hot sauce. That was one of my presents. I'm just kind of start, starting off. That was kind of how we started the day. It's so good. And I, and I was, I was thinking of like kind of trying to take off my Poirier goggles and like, am I, do I like this because it's his product and I'm supporting him and, and it's, you know, my fandom, it also holds up because so it's, it's, it, it, I don't know if it says Louisiana style, but I don't know if this is a Louisiana style. What I'm about to describe is it's a vinegar base similar to Tabasco. And that usually gotta be honest not my favorite. Like I much prefer a Chipotle smoky kind of like fiery, you know, but I also don't like it too hot. Like I'm, I, I used to be able to take really hot things. Uh, I'm also kind of a pussy now. Like, cause I, there was a period of time where I didn't have any like the hot things and my tolerance went way down. Um, this hot sauce is the perfect amount of heat and flavor. It, it, it gets you a little bit fiery, but then calms down. And it's, it's honestly, I love it. I, I, I absolutely love it. So I'm so, so happy to get it. And she also got me something I've been wanting for a really long time. And it's one of those things too, like she, my, my wife always tells me that um, I'm hard to get gifts for because I grew up not wanting, not being like allowed to want things. Like, you know what I mean? It was like, what do you need? Like, what are necessities? Like, let's get you clothes for school. Let's get you this. Like, what do you need? But when it comes to wants, like, that's where I got my, um, when I got my paper job, I was, I told a story before how I would, I would ride my bike to Target, get a bunch of DVDs. Like, I would just blow my money on stupid shit. And that's kind of what I do now. Like, if I want something, I usually get it. So when it comes to, or I don't, or like, I, I just don't let myself do that. But like, so when it comes to like birthdays, I'm like, what do you want? I usually don't have an answer, but I've been talking for a long time about wanting to do 23 and me mm-hmm. find out my like heritage and stuff and get an exact breakdown of, of what I am. And, <laughs> and this is so dumb too. Like a lot, a lot of people get it to like have a Mike Perry moment of like, Oh, 2%. You know what I mean? That's not even on my radar. I mean, yeah, if that happened, it'd probably be pretty cool. And I would laugh about it. Not laugh, but like, I'd be like I would probably share in the timeline and make a Mike Perry joke. But my, honestly, this is how, this is how petty I am. I uh, know that we have some Jewish heritage in my family on my mom's side, which is, the, by the way, if you, if you talk to Jewish people, like that's the legit side. 
um, that's when it's like really like, yo, you're really Jewish if it's on your mom's side, which I don't understand. But like my sister who has the same exact heritage as me always said, like rolls her eyes and be like, we're not Jewish. And I'm like, you don't understand. So when I get that 23 and me back and it says even let's say 7%, whatever it says, going to rub it in her face gonna blow her phone up and say i told you we're fucking jewish (laughs) (laughs) so happy so yeah that's what i got for my birthday and then oh we went to um i play america uh, as i said earlier with some friends it was it was such a great time i had an amazing impossible burger oh it was it was so good and and yeah it's like bar food it's not like i'm not like saying i had this culinary experience but like it still just hit i got a beer flight as well and i fucking the waitress like when you have a beer flight they're supposed to like this one is this one this one is this one Mm -hmm. she got it wrong so you you picked from a list of beers they had on tap and i chose abita purple haze stella artois blue moon guinness now i've had all those things so i'm not like sitting right. here wanting to sample i haven't had a i haven't had a beta in a long time because it's not something that most people carry or at least in my area that i'm where i frequent um and then i just haven't had a guinness in a long time because i not like the biggest fan of it um although i've, I've heard that in, in ireland it tastes way better like irish people that have come here and tried guinness here they're like oh my god this isn't guinness like for some reason it doesn't travel well um hmm. so that i'm not like shitting on guinness i just like here it apparently isn't good but stella and blue moon are like my favorite right and so when she's bringing out the beers she introduces the abita as guinness and the guinness as abita and i and i think she may have even flip-flop cell and blue moon which are in the middle so maybe she like reversed the list you know what i'm talking about but like don't sit here and say like uh, the abita one was literally kind of had a purplish tinge to it and the and guinness is a dark beer i'm like you those are the two you shouldn't confuse yeah, like, ever i was like uh hello <laughs> but i also didn't care like i'm not sitting here trying to be right uh, with the waitress like i'm not gonna fucking whatever um so yeah i just i drank that got had a bunch of beers with t cross it was fucking great um and then we played laser tag now uh laser tag is, is something that i haven't done in a long time and like it's always been an option whenever we go there and i'm usually like mm, let's skip it but everyone wanted to do it. And I was like, all right, dude, let's do it. It was fucking great. I had tons of fun. Uh, T cross was first place. And uh, he had this like strategy, (laughs) you know, like sometimes when you play stuff like that, you know, you can put your back to the wall so that at least one of your sensors is blocked and you can just type people. And then like the people that are so serious about it, they're like, he's fucking camping. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm, he's mm -hmm. like, I don't give a shit. It's winning. It's not legal. Yeah, I'm winning. Dog. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I was doing that, and I was I was going to the top. There's like two floors. I was going to the top floor. And I was sniping motherfuckers. I got fourth place, and it was out of like, I don't know. There was two teams, and each team had probably 15 people on it. So oh wow, that's pretty. That's a, that's a lot of people. Pretty, yeah. pretty good, yeah. Um, so we we did that, and we just played a bunch of like arcade games and carnival style games too. Just just a fun night, and then obviously. I caught the main event live. Uh, like I, I literally, when I rewatched them this morning, um, I tuned in right after the Misha fight ended and I didn't even know it because like w- it, when I, I was on the broadcast, I watched it through this morning, even like including the, 
I don't just do just like individual fights. Like I'll do the replay of the main card. So it shows the promos in between or whatever. Right as soon as the Misha interview ends, it goes right into a promo for Thiago and, and Islam. And, and Thiago's like, they asked main event. I say, let's go. I ready. They asked fight Islam. I say, let's go. I ready. That's exactly the moment I turned it on. So I just missed the Misha. If I did, I'm so, I was so annoyed. Um, but uh, yeah. And that, that, that's it. And then, and then today, um, one of the reasons we're recording late is like you had uh, um, something going on as well, but I, was getting dinner with my family. My mother-in-law makes the most amazing pasta, dude. She makes a sauce that's like crushed tomatoes with calamata olives, or she calls them gayed olives. I don't know if there's a difference or if that's just one of those New Jersey things that people have different names for. Uh, capers, garlic, probably basil. I don't want to give away whatever secret recipe she has or whatever the fuck, but it's banger and then she made some vegan garlic bread too <sighs> bro and then my wife got me um vegan cupcakes from this bakery called papa ganache in the area oh my god just everything was just perfect weekend. so had an amazing amazing birthday um i was gonna say now i'll turn it over to you but that wasn't really for uh you sorry leo dems the breaks all right guys and that's our podcast <laughs> Wait a minute, I just realized no one asked about your birthday whenever you had your birthday on the 4th because we weren't recording um, that day. No, we weren't. Um, what I did was, well, okay, so I started the day and I got um, a hot sauce from Dustin Poirier. And it was pretty good. And it's a Chipotle base though i think and not a vinegar base and then um uh and then i got um uh, a thing from ancestry.com um and, ancestry uh, dna yeah something like that i think that's what it's called i don't remember I, I i didn't do it i just threw it in the trash and then you're uh, a fraud and then i went to this place called um uh, kid and play uh not based off the uh, 80s and, and 90s uh group um rap rap group um but it was called kid and play and if you don't know what kid and play is it's similar to like um, a main event or dave and busters if you guys are regional um and then uh yeah i just hung out with a bunch of friends and uh, we like played laser tag i'm pretty good at it but i wasn't that good i think i got seventh and then um I think, oh, you know what? Uh, and then my my grandmother made uh, like some sort of like vegan pasta do, do, um, dog food. Um, dog food? Yeah, for my dog um, that I don't have. And yeah, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool, cool birthday. All right, guys. So uh, our friendship is over. <laughs> No, honestly, oh all I did was just hang out with my fucking family, and then just my all my life childhood dreams came full circle with my son and my brother's son and daughter and my brother's daughter and my sister's son all hung out together as kids. Oh, and stuff that's like amazing, that. so, dude. Yeah, lifelong dream just came true. Anyway, um, no, it was great. Uh, it was fun. We got to do a bunch of, um, you know, 
Texas yeah. stuff, barbecuing, and uh, we lit fireworks off, and it was it was really fun on my on my parents' farm. So that was that was that. And um, yeah, I mean, listen, dude, you had fun. I yeah. was gonna surprise you, but the weather was too bad. No, absolutely, it, it was it was really bad, dude. I don't know if you legit looked at the weather report, but I'm telling you, I drove home from iPlay last night. Pound for pound, the worst rain I've ever driven in. <laughs> oh, wow. And like, we've had some pretty bad storms, especially this year. And like, I've been here four years and the weather has not been like perfect every year. So I'm not, I'm not a stranger to driving in storms at this point, but there was a point where I'm going on a road where I normally should be able to go 40. I'm driving 17 miles an hour because I can't see in front of me and I've got high beams on and the there's like three levels and I'm on the third level of the windshield wipers just blasting. And I'm like, I can't see anything insane. Absolutely. The worst rain of all time. So bad. So bad. Uh, You made it through, but yeah. Um, what I was going to say is you're reminding me when you said something about full circle with your, with your family, my brother, the one that was in my wedding that you met, um, his, his son, my nephew is his birthday today. We have like back to back kind of birthdays. So it was pretty cool. Um, happy birthday to my nephew. And the next question from unmatched, this is a legit MMA. This is a great question. It says Al Iaquinta wants either Nate Diaz or Tony Ferguson as his next opponent. Who would you rather see him fight and why? And who do you see winning? I, I, um, well, with why you think I like Tony Ferguson, I think it's, I think it's a good one because Al is kind of a a sleeper of like a, of of a fighter. So I think him against Tony would be good. It's a good fight for both of them. It's, it's a billable fight for both of them. Nate Diaz is not so much like for me. I mean, I think it would be okay, but I think, I think for Tony to kind of, you know, to have a chance to a redemption of a winnable fight and for Al to kind of like prove that he's like, Hey, like I'm still here like to, to do this, I think is it's, it's like very nice billing for them. They could be a, a, um, a fight night main event um, and, and certainly a, a co-main for a, what do you call it? A pay-per-view. I 100% agree. I was going to say that the Nate Diaz fight, Nate has made it pretty clear. He's not going to fight a lightweight anymore. And per T crosses question from either last week or the week before, I think it was the week before. No, I think it was last week actually. Uh, Nate Diaz is not going to fight people that he that, that gets called out, that, that call him out rather. So, mm-hmm. like, I I don't want to see Al at one seventy, and I don't want to see Nate at one fifty five. So mm-hmm. for me, that fight's already out. However, I think it's an interesting matchup, and if that were to happen, well. At 155, it's a little more competitive, maybe because we haven't seen Nate at 155 in a while. But if it, if I were to go up to 170, I think Nate actually wins that fight pretty, pretty handily. Um, but as far as Nate versus Tony, or sorry, Al versus Tony, I think Al takes it. But but it, but it's a it's a tough fight because it's it's like you said, like Tony has been taking some L's lately, pretty badly. But he's losing to the top guys. He's losing to Islam. No, Jesus Christ, Habib. No, Gaethje, I'm so stupid. It's late. Then he lost to Charles, who's now the champion. And he lost to wow, Benito, you actually, you actually did do that. You actually, you actually said Islam, and then Habib, and, and then Habib, who he didn't fight, and and the fight you literally yeah. cried about so many times, like so everybody many cried times. about. 
actual tears. That actually tickets didn't happen. To that yeah. fight twice. You, yeah, and it didn't twice. happen. UFC 223 and UFC 249 had tickets to both fights. Didn't happen both times. <laughs> anyway, go on. Oh yeah, he's losing. He was losing to the top guys. Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah. So so if he if he loses to Al, it's like, hey man, hang him up. Mm-hmm. But if he beats Al, it's like, okay, not gonna be where, champion. Yeah, where can but you go from here? Yeah. You're at least it's still in there. Maybe we give him someone like you know what I mean. But if he loses to Al, hey man, had a good run. Mm-hmm. Bye. You know what I mean. Yeah. All right. This next question from the homie Thomas. Uh, this is a sort of a new uh, guy that we've been interacting with over the past like couple of months, but uh, I, this guy's awesome. Uh, so give him a follow. It's at Tomasum, I think is how you pronounce it. At T O M A H S U M. Yeah, exactly. He said Mahachev proved he can wrestle you down and forcefully eat your ass. Who do you think should be next? Has he earned Chandler or Hooker, or should he fight a gatekeeper like RDA? Honestly. Hooker called him out. Mm-hmm. He should have been fighting Dan Hooker already. The Chandler fight is interesting, and I would love to see that one as well. But the RDA fight is actually really intriguing, and RDA is ranked above him. So it's not even like – I mean, yeah, the gatekeeper thing is 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 apropos, but as far as, um, you know, it's not just like him. Like Islam has the last several fights have not really been advancing him in the rankings. I mean, he's gotten up because he's – you know, good and, and and the fights are dominant, but as far as he's not t- fighting guys ranked above him. Um, so yeah, the RDA fight was booked. That's why Paul Felder um, stepped in on five days notice. I want to see that fight probably the most out of those three. But like I said, any of those are great options. And yeah, and, I, and Hooker I think RDA is the one, called yeah. him out. Yeah, dude, that's the fight. Like RDA already agreed. That's the thing. Like he already agreed. He would agree probably again. Although sometimes fighters are reluctant to sign another time when the, when the guy already pulled out, unless they do it right away, unless it's like, Oh, can't fight right now, but like three months. And they're like, okay. You know, but now, now that they've both fought other people, I don't know if he's going to agree again, but I think that that's the fight because even if like, I think I want to say he's like two spots ahead of him. Well, I don't know what the rankings are going to look like come Monday morning. Maybe they change, but honestly, uh, he's not that far ahead of him. And e- even if RDA wins, there's a case for him to move up in the rankings because it's a, a big win in a lot of people's eyes. Again, not mine, but a, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So thanks yeah. for the question, Thomas. Amazing, amazing question. This next question is from Callum. At Callum underscore JN. He says, what is the worst thing about being an MMA fan? And what is the best thing? Also, why is TJ Dillashaw? <laughs> Bro, probably my favorite question he's ever asked. Mm-hmm. Especially the part about TJ Dillashaw. Because why is TJ Dillashaw? <laughs> why is this... I almost said something disrespectful about his stature and I do want to disrespect him, but I don't want to disrespect other people of that same stature. So I'm going to hold my tongue, but why is this little gremlin who fucking looked like ET and had to blood dope so that he wouldn't die. Who literally said he would 
he was going down to close a division and put people out of their jobs, some of which were his friends, apparently, and teammates. Why is this guy getting high-profile fights? Why is this guy that loses every fifth fight, even considered by some to be one of the greatest of all time in his division? He's a fucking bum. Why is TJ Dillashaw? There, there's a tweet that um, I've seen a few times because it gets retweet, it gets retweeted uh, every time something happens to TJ Dillashaw. Not every time, but it frequently gets retweeted. It's a video of Kevin Hart, and it says the caption says, "I, th- I probably it's, I, said, I think it's just something like live footage of TJ Dillashaw, and it's a vi- it's a, vi- a video of Kevin Hart saying." My pussy hurt. <laughs> oh no! Oh yeah, that's how I feel about TJ Dillashaw. That's why I made a fu- dude. I made a fucking tweet a couple of weeks ago, and I said, "Imagine being a fan of TJ Dillashaw," and it brought these nasty motherfuckers <laughs> out. These fucking faceless. No one that no one in the thread that said they were a TJ Dillashaw fan had a face. Hey. That's a fucking sign right there. Them's the breaks. Probably was one or two. I remember just saying, you know, and they're like, they would get all bent out of shape too. Like, first of all, you don't follow me. Like you, you come, come to my tweet to complain, but they're like, Oh, well imagine being a, a guy with a, a podcast. Imagine, imagine being, you know, whoever a fan of whoever you are a fan of. Bro. Oh, okay, cool. yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Fucking weak men crying in my mentions. Get out of here. Uh, yeah. But also, the, I, the first part of his question was really good, too. I feel like it should be, yeah. yeah, no, uh, I, I like the first part, the worst and best. Uh, worst thing about being an MMA fan. Oh. Mine is, short, mine is short and sweet. The the best part of, part of being an MMA fan is when you get to witness moments of, like, when, like, true, like, people who have been through adversity succeed, like, Brandon Moreno, Charles Oliveira, Dustin Poirier getting the like interim belt and, and getting to fight Connor in these big fights, people that have been through hell and back, Michael Bisping, like those are the best times when, when you get to see greatness and it's and it's and it's from an everyman, which gives you like faith in humanity, like, oh, I don't have to have had the perfect life. I don't have to have come from a wealthy background. Like I can be, I, I can change my star. You know what I mean? That's the best part about being an MMA fan. The worst part is when you get something nice that gets taken from you, like fucking mm-hmm. Tony and Habib four times and fucking mm-hmm. Max Holloway and Yair and Absolutely. fucking uh, other things that I can't think yeah, of right I, now. But- no, I, I couldn't. I, yeah, that, that is so true. Like whenever, or like uh, car, or fights getting pulled um, from the card, like on the day. Oh, well, like when we were in line for a picture with Cody Garbrandt and Amanda, yeah. Amanda Nunes pulls out of the fight Hold with up. Valentina. <laughs> Uh, could you imagine now? Now thinking about that that profile and where they are now in their in their careers, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Could you imagine if we were there in that arena watching that fight? Uh, it's Bro. crazy now. Like thinking about it, I'm gonna get to see Amanda fight live next month. Dude, dude. That's so ex- I'm so excited. That's what I forgot to say when to answer unmatched question. That's what I wanted to say uh, to it to add just to go back like halfway through that day of my crazy celebrations not even halfway i feel like it was around noon 
Um, yeah, I'm scrolling through endless notifications. And thank you all so much for the birthday notifications, um, the birthday messages. I'm scrolling through the endless amount of notifications. And in those, it's a tweet from Isha that says, hey, someone tell the birthday boy to pack his bags. So we're going to Houston, baby. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I, and I messaged her. And I, think, and I think she messaged me. And I responded. I was like, is this real? And she's like, it's fucking real. And I'm because of my wife. Oh, the other thing I forgot to mention, this is kind of like trivial, not trivial. It's something we do from time to time, but we got a, we got pedicures. It's just something that I like nice. to do to like treat myself. So like we're, we're on our way to like get a pedicure or we're get, getting ready. And I was like, we got to start looking at flights. And like, she's way better at it than me. So we were like checking hotels and we were checking this and we're literally sitting there in the chairs at the salon, getting our pedicures. And we were finalizing and like, she's like, should I book it? I'm like, yes, book it. Uh, so that was, that's kind of how that craziness happened. Um, mm. But um, mm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, that you're, you're, you were talking about the best and worst and think. Getting yeah, all, all I was gonna say, yeah. uh, it seemed like for a couple years after that, you had not forgiven Amanda. Anytime she would be brought up, you would be like, she's the kind of person to pull out of fights on the day of. <laughs> have you forgiven her? Because I feel like you have, but you haven't. Oh, I never, I, I, oh, said it. Okay. But you know, it, it's it's more about the violence that would have taken place. It's not it's not her, right? You know what I mean? Like obviously, I'm I'm upset, but it was it's more about you know what, I'm, I'm not more worried. Upset- like I said, I'm not worried about that she that she pulled out um, because obviously it was, you know, whatever her reason was the reason. It was just like I said, just, you know, it's like the violence that got taken away. It's just like, dang, like we could have seen we could have been in the arena seeing that the the two. I mean, arguably in the last 10 years of the UFC of I'm sorry, of women's mixed martial arts. Yeah. The two greatest women fighters fighting in the same yeah. arena. Yeah. And dude, you know, what I'm more upset about what I, I haven't forgiven the commission or whoever's dis- decision it was to not accept Joanna as a replacement. She was uh-huh. there doing promo for international fight week. And, yeah. uh, and they had history. They fought three times in Muay Thai and she said, I'll fight her. I'll do it right now. Nope. And Valentina said, yes, I accept. Let's get this going. And there wasn't enough time for them to happen. The commission was like, Oh, we don't want to. Are you kidding me? Book it, and, th- and that was when Joanna uh, was the strawweight champion and, and seemed pretty like untouchable. You make that fight. I don't care what you have to do. You make that fight. Like she was willing to go. Like let's go. Yeah, that like I said, and now just talking about it is definitely yeah. It's part of like the the fan aspect of us being like, yeah. Man, this really sucks. But for me, I think I think the the best for me is like just being able to see the highs and lows like cheering for people's downfalls and also their uprisings like it's it's so and there's all there's multiple people to root for which is great it's not just one person also one thing that i love about the ufc just in particular or yeah the ufc in particular um the the gap for women's and and women fighting and men fighting i've said this before is is really just like broken through with the ufc and it's been broken through this entire time at least for me um, I, I've had that opinion before and I've seen a couple of guys look at me weird, like what, like, of course, like, you know, man's fight. And I was like, no, dude, fucking guys fights can be boring and girls fight. The, a boring fight is a boring fight on regardless. Right. And, and the UFC kind of like looking away from that and, and, and just kind of like kind of going head first into these champions, into these great champions that you see. And if they're good fighters, they're just dominant or, or, um, 
are good. You know, I mean, like you have the Yoana and fucking Wei Li fight. You know, what I mean, like they are yeah. just like stick out of all the fights that you've seen. You know what I mean? Like it, it when you start to and you know Misha and, and Holly, like when those fights are sticking out above the others, it's just like, well, that's just a good fucking fight. There's not like I'm not gonna say that another uh, men's fight is better or anything like that. It's just like. You know, that's what that's the, I think that's the best part about being a UFC fighter is that when the violence gods bless you, they really bless you. So yeah, that's that's what what I think is good about it. Fuck. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That was an amazing question. Kellen's an amazing guy. I should definitely give him a follow. Um, we have one more question to read and we're going to give our Patreon shout outs and he's definitely one of them. So um, next question is from Lord Gold at <laughs> Tony with a Y that's <laughs> spelled W H. <laughs> why 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 <laughs> bro even as i was saying this i because he used to say i think his at used to be tony with a v for some reason <laughs> or maybe it was tony maybe it was tony with a y but he didn't he didn't spell it out like that i was gonna say this guy has some underrated fucking tweets he'll come in my replies with just absolute bangers and i'm la i'm cackling out loud looking at my phone and i'm like how's this guy not like one of the biggest accounts like he's so funny and he comes in and surprises me with the funny at dude that's so funny um he says cast your perfect mma film use anyone from hollywood bollywood mma etc you guys i almost feel like we should demo like dedicate more time to this it's so unfortunate that we're recording late and it's fucking 11 15 at night um first of all i said this um recently on the timeline and i'm gonna repeat it on this podcast my favorite mma journalist favorite mma writer favorite mma media person one of my favorite humans on the planet fernando precious did a segment for fanbite not a segment an article a piece but um i say segment because she devoted a lot of time to it she asked twitter for the worst mma movies and she watched all of them and talked about all the tropes and all the things and like wrote this whole piece about it. And I've said in the past, there is no one in our space that writes about humanity and the human condition better than Fernanda does. Bar none. Given that, how I feel, and the fact that she does research of watching the bad ones and knows what not to do, I want her to write the movie. Oh, I love it. And he even asked, like, he was probably thinking most about casting, but I just yeah. have the, the first thing I have to say, she's writing it. Mm -hmm. And um, I want fucking, and because here's what I think, and I, I had this conversation with her, and then, like, they referenced it when her and um, her husband, um, Rodrigo, talked about uh, this movie. I forget exactly what it's called. It's the one that just came out with Steven Dorf and it's really, yeah, really fight, bad. It's his son. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They talk about that um, and how he basically, his character is just like the worst human, just absolute scum. Um, but they said that like what I said to her was like my, my, my fucking gripe with every MMA movie is that they will always want to create so much drama and make it seem like the only reason people get into MMA is to escape their hard life or whatever. It's like, hey man, sometimes good people get into MMA. Sometimes people just like 
martial arts and you know like like let the drama come from the career and like like that's that's what she calls him Rodrigo because she's Portuguese but he's Hispanic so it's it's Rodrigo but he said what in response to her quoting me she like was like let the drama come from the career and I was like exactly exactly and you know what I'm gonna say it I don't know if you know if he has the background I want Rodrigo to direct it because he's such a film buff and he loves 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 MMA so I want her to write it I want him to direct it honestly that's all I got and that's all I need because with them at the helm mm. I feel like they could cast the perfect one and I feel like they would know what fighters to use as actors and what actors to use as fighters. Yeah. For, yeah, it. for me, it's a, it's a reboot of lethal weapon with Steven Wonderboy Thompson and uh, Derek Lewis. Bro. That's the best thing you've ever said. Yeah. And we're talking all four movies. We're yeah. Well, well of course we're talking all four. Mm-hmm. Just, what if what if it's literally a shot for shot remake? Not even like a uh, revamp. Like let's rewrite please. it. No, no. Let's just have the same script, shot Absolutely. for shot, with 100%. Derek Lewis being like, "I'm too old for this shit." Yep, exactly. I love it. Yep, that's it. That's mine. That's my pet cat. Who would who would play Renee Russo's character? Dana. Come on, you guys said Misha. No, Misha Dana. looks a little bit like Rene Russo. Can we say that? That's or, fair. Yeah, you can't like, say that. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, like if I saw her on the street and was like, "Was that Rene Russo?" I'd be like, "No," but it could have been. <laughs> that's probably that's that's probably as close as uh, she looks like her. By the way, I'm also actually, really bad at picking celebrity doppelgangers. I said that actually, Gina no, Mazzani you, looks like Elizabeth okay. Reeser, and I posted on Twitter, and everyone was like, "No, I don't see that uh, at all." <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I think um, a little bit, a little bit like Renee Russo. Okay, fine, Misha Tate as as Renee Russo's character. Yeah, dude, I'm fucking and, into that. By the way, Misha was in a movie with Holly, and I think Cyborg was also in it called Fight Valley. Mm-hmm. Yes, I believe so. So bad. All right. <laughs> uh, man, shout out to Tony for that amazing question. And we have to sort of speed things up a little bit. Um but we have to get to our Patreon shout outs. These are um, the best humans in the world who have decided to support us and uh, get extra content for doing so. And we are w- working on, on cleaning that page up and, and getting the content to actually show properly. And I, I want to thank these people so much for their patience and, and Leo and I need to like, this is weird to say, but bro, we need to have a meeting. <laughs> like, yeah, we, no, we got yeah. to yeah. meet about no. it. Um, we have to we have to give a huge shout outs to you guys for doing that at all. I mean, uh, you know, I'm I'm so you know nervous about doing stuff like that, and the fact that people yeah, have shown same. some sort of response to it has been amazing. And we're just like wanting to be able to kind of fill that with um, with great content and mm. and good stuff that come from uh, you know Juice and ours um, and mine uh, minds. Anyway, mm. it's a late night. Words but, are um, hard. The, yeah, words are hard, but the but the creative things that come out of our brains yeah. um, just on a whim. So you know, we got we got a lot of stuff that we can be cooking, and we're gonna be cooking, and we gotta have a meeting. And we're gonna have a meeting. We're gonna have a meeting. But I want to give a shout out to these people because they are just angels of of human beings. Obviously, it's Callum I referenced earlier. He was the first one, and uh, he'll be the OG of the of the patrons. Um, second one was APB, the girl AP Brox. So give her a follow, and. Ms. Pants, aka Ms. Sandy Pants. Pants, aka Toxic Sandy Pants. 
Yeah, oh, we really such can't. a great name. Yeah, we really can't thank you guys enough. Yeah, like, it's it's really such a nice thing to do, and for for I don't know for us to be able to kind of create this content and 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 to just you know, Juice brought me into this you know not too long ago, and um, getting to February everyone on wow, yeah five months to, ago five and a half months ago yeah getting to interact with everyone and just seeing all that stuff and the fact that people are like deciding to support is has been great i mean the the merch people buying merch it, it's been what a what a ride for me to just be able to kind of speak my mind on this topic and people to be like yeah okay let, let's do that more and i'm like really <laughs> so you know we're very we're deeply humbled by by your support for us it's it's the best yeah well that said let's wrap let's rapid fire give our picks for yeah next week's fight night card it's headlined by uh cory sanhagen and tj dillashaw all right uh, Let's go with our first fight. Uh, I'm sure. By the way, I'm showing a six-fight main card. I don't know if that's accurate, but we're just going to go with these six fights anyway. So first, first fight we got Mickey Gall versus Jordan Williams. I I'm taking Mickey go for Gall. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Uh, for for our second fight, we have Miranda Maverick and Macy Barber. If I'm you pick Macy Barber, this podcast is canceled. Thank Maverick, you, Maverick, all day. Perfect. Um, this next one's interesting. I I, I, I it's Darren Elkins versus uh, Derek Minner. Yep. I got Derek Minner. I got uh, younger, hungrier, and he's going to beat the shit out of Darren Elkins. Uh, um, I like Kyler Darren Elkins, Phillips. so I kind of hope I'm wrong. But uh, oh, Ky- yeah, Kyler Phillips versus Holly and Paiva. This is such a hipster MMA thing to say. Sleeper for fight of the night. I think so too. I agree. Yeah, um, but uh, but I, I got Kyler Phillips. Me too. Perfect. And then we got um, this one's Aspen Lad versus Macy Chasson. I got Macy, bro. Macy, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think Macy's just gonna yeah. gonna bang it out. And of course, for the main, I mean, you you know who we're riding with? We're riding with the uh, the Sandman because we yeah. want him to play Mr. Sandman when he comes out. And I, and I yeah, and I and I gotta say, it's not just that I hate TJ Dillashaw. It's oh, that I Macy. really hate it. <laughs> no, I also love Corey Sandhagen. I I am a fan of that guy. So. I'm really fucking looking forward to this fight. And if, if, if what happens, what I think happens, if he sends TJ Dillashaw to the shadow realm, I'm going to fucking be my dick. Like it owes me money. Like just fucking yeah, hell. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So excited. But those are All our right. picks for uh, our next fight night. And um, you can follow me at Leo GH two one one three on Twitter and Instagram. Please follow me. DMs are open. You guys have any questions, comments, concerns? Please let me know uh, about my performance here. If you guys want to talk about how I look more like Mexican Rob Schneider every day, uh, I've been wrestling with that for the past two weeks, and that's been good. Love that for you. Uh, you can follow me at Friendly Sparpod. Uh, Twitter and Instagram is the same. Mm, that's about it. <laughs>